What's up, everybody? What an amazing show to talk to you from tonight. What is this intro? I don't care. We're rolling with it. Hotline League episode 176 is now live. And for VOD, it's, you know, it's on VOD. You're watching, you're listening to this on Spotify or something. Mark, my constant co-host is here. How's it going, Mark? It's going great, Travis. Week one is in the books. I got up at nine. I got like eight thirty for the dive today, so you know I'm I'm running on. Are they? Did they move it earlier again? Uh, it's because we were back in the studio. They they had extra like tech time. Oh, okay, okay. But it'll be good. I don't think, after. Yeah, I think it's supposed. I think because we intentionally started this show early now to accommodate the dive in your long days. So I would hate it if then they keep moving it earlier and earlier. Well, we'll find out. How's audio, everybody? Somebody says there's echoing. I don't know what's going on. I think it's just me if I yell. Well, hopefully I, we're good. I'm, I'm in a room. This show brought to you by Alienware. Right there. That's their game field. Mountain Dew game field right here. And joining us special tonight, we have VPN Bytes. Uh, you can actually do exclamation mark VPN in the Twitch chat to get a link to check them out. We're going to talk about them more later on the show, but it's super cool to have them on because the story on how they ended up sponsoring this episode i think is really really cool anyway we'll talk about that as the show goes on but first lcs is back and it, it felt really good uh this week and the broadcast <laughs> was great what uh, someone in chat who is like why do my messages keep getting deleted and all this is because he has cat in there yeah yeah don't say i'm sorry buddy don't say the you band you word, can't say the people. c-a-t word uh Tony El Tigris says, Travis, how uncomfortable did Jet make you in the interview uh, dodging your questions like a pro? So I don't, you, I'm guessing you didn't watch the Jet interview yet, Mark? I did. I watched oh, it. Oh, you did. So here's the story behind that. I requested Santorin, an interview with Santorin, because I was like, well, I'm not going to request an interview with Jet because, uh, like, what's he going to say? He's going to say nothing. He already did his video last night. Like, this was on Saturday. And that <laughs> intercepted your request. Yeah. No, a PR, like the riot PR was like, TL wants to know if you'll interview jet instead of Santorin. And so I was like, okay, uh, I can interview jet. Like, is he going to say something? Or I think what I said to them was, are they just not doing any player interviews? Cause I was like, if I have to interview jet instead of Santorin, like, are there other players I could talk to? Cause again, I just don't see very much point to this interview. He's not going to say shit. And they were like, well, this is what they're offering. So, Jet and I, before the interview, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to ask you these questions. I feel like you're not going to answer them based off the information you gave last night. He's like, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that actually, about how like, I'm not probably going to say anything more because that's ever said everything that there is to say in the video last night. I was like, yeah. And why are you here? <laughs> so I don't, to, in Jet's defense, I'm not, I don't know if he, I don't know whose call it was. Somebody somewhere. Suggest- maybe, was like, maybe I none don't of the trust players, players but- maybe none of the players want to do interviews maybe like a manager or something like that I don't know and I, and by the way like I thought Jet like I, he obviously TL had decided that they weren't going to like talk about whatever happened behind the scenes with Alfari and so he did what he was going to do in that interview which is like provide some additional context right which was how long this thought Dude, process for sure, has been going Jet on just and did stuff. Not- for sure, Jet just did not trust the players with a microphone in their hand not to leak some some drama. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, uh, 
I don't. That's it. Is the interview is what it is. I don't fault Jet for it. I hope people don't fault me for it. But like, I saw some comments that were like, "Travis, hit him with the hard balls." I'm like, I don't. What do you guys, Jet? I'm gonna like shake him through Zoom and be like, "Yeah, we all know me. you're a dirty liar." <laughs> tell me what? Why did you do this to Alfari? Um, yeah, I asked I mean, follow ups and I challenged him when he said when he said like, "Oh yeah, we've been thinking about this for a month." I'm like. Okay, Jake but been, Jake had so. said he had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you pressed him as hard as you could without making things awkward or, like, actually, like, you know, putting him on the spot. You're like, you yeah. said something there that's a little inconsistent. What the hell? And he was like, fuck you, basically. And you're like, All <laughs> yeah, right, so like, What are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? It is, it is what it is. So that's how that's how that went. Uh, if, if people haven't seen it yet, like, I mean, I do think the interview – is valuable because he does talk a little bit about like how long it's been that they've been thinking about doing this and like whatever you can go see that on my youtube channel but yeah i mean the alpha stuff i'm sure we'll get into it we'll take some calls that was pretty yeah it was it was curious i mean the fact that like it also comes on the tail end of like this ven stuff and like even in lec you've got like the whippo stuff all this it's like self it's just, just it's funny Western it's like they were religion. lagging yeah yeah it's like they were lagging and just like Oh, oops, we accidentally played the first game without making some nonsensical balls. We meant to announce this earlier, but it kind of yeah. crept up on us, and uh, we submitted our raw. You know what? The The reality is, I, I was about to joke about that, but like, there's there's a non-zero percent chance that they just submitted the wrong roster in the first day. Oh, you it's know happened what? before. It's happened before that teams... Happened no, in a I know best it's happened five, before. A team submitted the wrong starting roster. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually like, it's crazy you say that. I almost wonder about it because, like, well, the only thing is, you would think Jenkins would know, right? But maybe Jenkins was talking more about like they decided this week, and and did he I say thought, he had I thought in his them? interview on stage he said like I found out last night or something. But I'm. I actually think that's a really possible situation. I, I, I need to rewatch what Jenkins said because if Jenkins got scrims this week they might have just defaulted what they submitted as as a starting lineup. Yeah. But okay. Alfari didn't like Alfari did an interview and he didn't look that that like tilted in the interview. I don't know. He well he in the press conference thing he did. Was that what did you're he? referring to? Yeah, I didn't know is that is that I th I thought he's so. Here's what. Okay, so here's the oh, story. Oh, Papa Smithy says there's no more defaulting lineups. Oh, okay. You have to enter it each time. Maybe nobody told the manager. Uh, thank you, Papa Smithy. Maybe no one told anyone, but Jack was like, "This has been coming a long time." <laughs> yeah. It's Twitch chat says he almost cried noodle. in the interview. What the fuck is Mark talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so I I watched the whole thing. When did he almost cry? I don't know. I don't think he. I think that was an over exaggeration. But I do think that uh, he was. He seemed very unhappy. So mm. Travis trying to cover up the TL drama. I, well, I, I am not trying to cover up. I think it's interesting. In fact, if anything, um, I was going to say that I I have been thinking about this a little bit. Oh, did you ca actually, Mark? If you watched it, did you catch that thing that I said to to Jat in the interview where I'm like. Well, you guys have that behind-the-scenes show, so we should be able to find out what happened behind the scenes in the show, right? That's uh, kind of, I didn't. I think I might have closed out by the time you made that joke. Yeah. Well, that's kind of my call-out because, like, it's so funny. I, I actually, that's my, my new thing is like, I think these teams need to stop. Uh, maybe I they think, don't. 
I, it's just we've talked about it a little bit before, but it's like there is all this interesting drama that's happening behind the scenes. And again, they used they would have shown it previously. They choose not to anymore. Maybe that's the best decision for like team chemistry and making players happy or something like that. But then it's just it's weird, I think, to be coming out with these behind the scenes shows where well, you that's... just recap the games and you don't actually show any of the interesting stuff that's happening. I talked about this on the dive a little bit, you know, that like dang nothing is kind of a disservice to your fan base who obviously like want answers. And I know like sometimes it goes too far and people feel entitled, but saying nothing is like, Oh, my favorite player just got benched. And I don't know why. And like this former best player, top player in the league who was like oh, borderline MVP candidate. Like, I just yeah. don't know what's going on. Like, it's just, I, I don't think that feels good for fans. Um, and like, Everyone always be, is like, well, you can't do breaking point. It's like, well, you don't have to do breaking point. Yeah, like, there's something player... in between breaking point and just the, the very funny ploy that all the teams use now is like, we're promoting our academy player. Yeah. We really are excited about our academy player. Our academy player is so good. Everyone talk about our academy player. Um, that's yeah. like the new tactic they use. Right. And it's like, okay, you don't need to do the C9 thing where you like literally record the benching and show it. You know, like I think you're talking you about do... the Immortals thing, right? No, the C9 thing when they bench Sneaky. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They, they just like recorded it as well a long time ago. I so. mean, yeah. Anyways, the point is like there there are ways to like announce kind of what's going on, um, and and give your fans something other than like just trust us, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think that Alfari stuff is interesting, and yeah, I think. I my only point on those behind the scenes shows is like, don't expect them to get a lot of interest and engagement and fandom if you're never going to show what is actually happening at all behind the scenes in those in those shows. Yeah, people they, like them before because you actually got insight that you would not get yes. anywhere else. When it's just like now, here's highlights of the game, and then here's some of the players saying the same stuff they say in like interviews on broadcast afterwards and interviews with media afterwards and like on Twitter, like it's just, and like, here's like a clip of them in their locker room, basically just like cracking a joke or two. Yeah. Yeah. Ha ha. Uh, what have you hung out with Candace lately? Blah. Anyway, whatever. Make yeah. some needs new content. If you're not, if you're behind the show, scene shows are no longer behind the scenes. It's time for a new type of show is my argument. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I I'm, I'm disappointed. Okay. So we've got, we talked about the Alfari stuff. Uh, a lot of people talking about TSM FTX. Um, so be TSM FTX is not a League of Legends team. I don't know if people realize that. I don't care. Can I say that? Why don't you care, Mike? Why should I care? Uh, I mean, it is a giant deal. And, mm -hmm. and what Riot seemingly, I don't think they ever did. Did I miss this? Did Riot ever confirm? So way back in the day, people will not maybe remember this because maybe they weren't around, but there used to be, you could have title sponsors in the LCS. So uh, yeah, C9 yeah. had... Dig Dignitas Quantum Pay is a title, title Well, that's sponsor. what I'm saying. You have not seen any since 2014, since like uh, TSM Snapdragon. So I don't know if people even realize this, but like... There's a reason why we're seeing multiple ones show up now, and it's because Riot has changed it so that uh, teams can have title sponsors again. I don't think Riot ever mentioned publicly that they were doing this. They just suddenly showed up. And so now it's happening. What I have heard 
well, actually, I shouldn't say just what I've heard because I think it's also been reported by this point in time is that you can't have cryptocurrency exchanges as your title sponsor. And so what I think you are seeing, and I, I'm not, look, I'm not making an, an assessment on this either way. I, you know, I don't want TSM fans coming after me saying, oh, this should be the case or people, whatever. I'm taking no stance on the issue other than I think the title sponsor stuff is like kind of, I don't know. It's a little cheesy. I, I get it. Teams need money, but like title sponsors, like Dignitas Quantum Bay, you know, this the Yankees Union Bank, whatever. Uh, I mean, people, I, was it, I was talking with you about this, or maybe it was someone else. So like, I'm down for title sponsors. Someone can title sponsor me. I'll change my fucking legal name for money. Will you? Depends how much, but yeah, why not? What do so, I need my legal name for? Think about gold. Counter Logic Gaming, I don't know something. Mark something. Zimmerman. Yeah, no, no, not, I'm not. I'm talking. I was moving on from your joke, like you know, Pet, Petco Counter Logic Gaming or Counter Logic Gaming Petco or something. Like I just think I think it's a little tacky. I guess is the best <laughs> way I could say it. I think it's a little tacky. I'm liking, I'm liking a lot of these sponsors. Twitch chats coming up for me. Yes. Depends. Uh, Zequil. I think it's a little tacky, and I'm worried about what it'll look like if our entire league is just like name and then. But by my what I was saying before with the TSM stuff is like there's it basically appears like there's this battle between Riot and TSM on like where TSM can use this and where they can't, and like they it's very interesting to sort of see the way that it's worked. And I don't think um, I think it's been messy is I guess the way I would put it. Uh, so there, we talked resident about the, sleepers for me on that topic. I mean, it's a giant, it's a giant payday for them, and I do think it has a pretty big impact on the league. But whatever, maybe you'll allow one caller to call in, and I can talk to them. Well, you better find them yourself. All right. Anyway, uh, so there's that. There's all the results of the games this weekend, Mark. Yeah. What was it like? You being... know, like the actual LCS. I think Alfari is part of the actual LCS. I think that that's really big news. Not the gameplay. You didn't say anything about how his first game went. How'd he do? I mean, I don't think he did fantastic. Certainly didn't 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 do amazing. Mark, what was it like being back in the studio? It was good. Uh, it was felt just amazing to actually like be able to do things with people and like wave and be like, hey, I'm going and like you know point and all that stuff that you can't do. Um, and it's just so much easier to bounce like. Even a like quarter second delay is just a death knell for like quick bounces and stuff. Cause like I might say like three words that would normally just like, you know, someone would be like, yeah, and keep going. But like in online, they're like, oh, is that it? Or, uh, and yeah. it just is, is awful. And so uh, it felt really good to be back in the studio. Um, I think there's, I think I went in with like rose tinted glasses, like everything's going to be exactly like it was when we left. <laughs> um, but you know, like it's a new studio. Uh, there's a lot of new people that like, you know, there's always people getting hired and moving on to other projects and stuff. And so like, obviously there's a lot of people just like getting onboarded to their first time in the studio as well. Like I remember talking with uh, Kaizen who like, you know, I've, I've done a whole split with now and we're in studio and they're like micing us up. And they're like, yeah, this is your talkback button. He looks at it. It's the it's it's a mic pack, and it's the power button that they've reprogrammed to be the talkback button. But he was like, what the fuck is this? This is the power button. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! Like people just like you know, 
it's been so long since I've been in studio that like all these like little things that you pick up on the way, like it's people's first time. And I was like, oh yeah, if you ever need to cough, press the talk back button, you'll cough in like someone's ear, you know, your producer's ear, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and so like, there's just like a million of those little things that I think are, are still getting ironed out. But overall, I'm so happy to be back. I mean, the broadcast was definitely the best that it's been in a long time. So hats off to, to Riot, I will say. I think LCS... Uh, felt great uh, this past weekend there uh, the it was great having you guys all in the new studio let me i do want to ask you one question why is there no desk i don't know what you're talking about okay obviously I, i've seen a desk i've sat at a desk i see you guys stand a lot I think one thing that I also really like, though, on the se stepping away from the analysts, the invisible analyst desk, uh, the, <laughs> the caster setup is really cool, too, because they've lowered the cat for people that haven't watched in a long time. The casters used to be way up at the top of the stands. And so you couldn't really see much of the stage from the shot that they had for all these years previously. They've brought the casters down. And so now there's a really cool shot of all the players behind them. I think it's actually really cool. So. There's definitely some cool tweaks that they've made. And then uh, <laughs> Portillo says, uh, then a desk shows up out of nowhere. Oh, Sherman says we don't use it for every game. There's a desk. We don't use it for every game. What constitutes a game where the desk gets rolled in or not? If Can we start to gauge the quality of the game based off of if the desk is there or not? If the desk isn't there... It was a bad game. And so we need to stay standing to keep our blood flowing so we don't pass out while breaking it down. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. If there's a lot to talk about, you need the de the, the officialness of the desk. If we need, yeah. If there's if it was a good game, we bring the desk out. Okay. That's, yes. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but the caster setup is really great. And then let's talk about the content. The content I am just so fucking envious of. I am like really excited because on one hand, I'm like, okay, this is great. We were now in a situation where, like, I, I had been frustrated in the past. I felt like Riot did not do enough to put the players out there on the broadcast in the past couple of years. I've been really critical of it. I mean, we've talked about it. Mark has tried to talk about it as diplomatically as he can. Um, and so seeing these, one, the countdown was just useless. You know, everybody that was on it previously useless. Talentless hacks. Yeah, talentless hacks, not whatever. So the fact that they've replaced it with players Content with players, that feels great. It's really good, and I'm actually just so fucking envious of, of Meteos getting to host that show because that show reminds me a lot of State of the League. I said this whenever Dash did that like big sit-down interview, roundtable, um, you know, what last year or whatever, and uh, I'm just I'm so envious of it. I think my only thing is I wish that there were more like players on it rather than personalities um because i think and i know it's hard to make but i do think that that would help uh, promote the players a bit but the content i think was fantastic and the love it was getting on the subreddit all great all weekend long was probably really really cool for everybody to see as well uh there's a lot of stuff like that empire like there's actors talk about things i think they're gq ones maybe it's insider i don't remember but there's like as soon as one idea does well mainstream you're gonna see a million of it so like as soon as they start doing like actor breaks down this thing or vfx artists break down that thing you know suddenly it's like all over you're the place. responding to somebody in chat but not he said isn't said, it just the shop isn't that what yeah said? and then i said yeah empire but there's like a million things like that yeah i was saying every time anything makes something successful yeah. they copy it 
Yeah. Papa Smithy told me to make that show, which is a show that I already made previously. And it's just, it's incredible. Like, full disclosure, on tonight's show, I tried and reached out to several different teams to try to get their players on the show because I don't need to get all into all the media changes that Riot's made. But Sundays now is optional media for, for teams that have their players do stuff. Couldn't get anyone on the show tonight. Um, and so then Papa Smithy's out here trying to get me to get a million people on a show. Very difficult. Anyway, uh, I did not ask you, Papa Smithy, because in the past you've always declined. Okay. Um, what, anything else from before we start taking calls? I mean, the games were great, uh, I thought. Yeah. There were some there wonky were ones. Fun. EG had some interesting ones for sure. EG keeps you on your toes. Same with Dig. Yeah. Um, I, I'm worried that our teams suck now. And what's going to happen now is another said that there's going to be a bunch of comments that say now <laughs> NAKW. Yes, I get it. Uh, we're not great. Oh, look, there they already are in the Twitch chat popping up. And, um, and yeah, whatever. I get it. But like, I just mean in comparison to spring because I don't know. It just feels like TSM is the only team that's survived. I don't know. Hundred T, I guess, made their their stuff, but I don't. Mark, what do you think? Um, week, week I don't one, know. Jitters. I mean, I think we were talking about this also a little bit on the dive. And we try not to get too negative about it, but it does feel a little bad when you're two finalists from the previous split and like what would easily be your on paper best rosters, which were your best rosters, bench two of their best players to start the split, like. You know, maybe they're justified, maybe they're not. We don't really know on the outside. But either way, like when your two best teams begin the season by benching some of their players, it just doesn't feel good. <laughs> on like, a, hey, we're thriving. We're going to head into world strong as we bench our two best teams. Players. No, I mean, and that's that's to your point. Maybe they are justified. Even if they are justified, that's not good. Like yeah, if you no were justified, yeah. If you were justified in sending Alfari off, it's still bad news that Alfari is not there. I mean, he was a contender, you know, very close contender. I feel like for MVP last split, so not good, not good. Yeah, uh, and so like maybe they reach new highs from these moves. That's the only positive way that like this is a good thing. Is like these players were actually holding their teams back in some capacity and now they're going to be better, but yeah. And I think Alfari is definitely the type of player that when I looked at him in spring, I was like, that was a player holding his team back. I just look at him. He's like that. That's a rager right there. Unbridled. <laughs> Unbridled fury. Rage. I mean, we yeah, don't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he is like that. I, I've, I've, wait, who was the caller? Like... I was thinking about this before the start of the show. We'll, we'll get into calls in a second, guys. I know we're just, we're just, uh, we're excited to be back. All right. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, but who was the caller last week that was like, CLG will now rise to new heights? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people were kind of down with CLG. I mean, like for the dive, we power ranked them like six or something. You know, we were like, hey, maybe this team's going to rally. That was Stop. a mistake. Stop. If you, you don't what? have faith, she should never be there is I guess what I'm saying. If you I, never have I faith, should you should never be there. <laughs> I should never bet on CLG ever because I yeah. don't consistently have faith. Yeah, I think my win rate would be better if I just never predicted CLG to win. All right. Portillo in the chat still whining about the guy that said that uh, he cost C9 their, their MSI wins a week later. Portillo, come on. We can move on. All, All right. right. You uh, got a glass jaw. It's still buggering you. He's in your head rent-free. 
any other major news that we need to talk about Twitch chat uh, for calls? I mean, if you if we've forgotten, feel free to to remind us, and you know, Mark might notice it in the the things. But we talked about the TSMFTX <laughs> stuff. We talked. I like about... this one just because he says hundred thieves, hundred thevs win summer. Reaper will be couch of the year. <laughs> I just, uh, oh, uh, I guess one thing we can say is uh, Mark was pointing this out in the, I'm pulling the, it. the beginning of the show. Uh, they We have a a pseudo answer on the import rule stuff. So, so Greeley has committed to not removing the rule. He did say that he's not aware of teams that are suggesting the rule gets, improved, gets removed, which was a little confusing to me because... I have Jack, Jack literally record. in a video being like, I want to be clear. I don't like the import rule. It should be removed. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, <Yeah. like, laughs> just kind of air that plus the here's a team owner literally saying the opposite. Uh, but I don't know. And then I, I managed to follow up via uh, Zoom insistence that on, on that question. And he was he then later said, well, changes would be made by the global team, global team also doesn't answer my calls these days so it's tough but uh at least at least they've said something uh which i believe is better than saying nothing even if it's still a little confusing okay yeah. uh, now you can shut up golden guardians roster changes is news this week france leaks said i thought that got we had that last week right didn't we talk about solo previously we Maybe might not. not have because it's golden guardians news possibly possibly but i think we knew I think we had known for a while Niles wasn't starting. Um, anything else? Uh, do, do, do. Looking at Twitch chat. I guess that's most of it. Co-streams more views than broadcast. Is that true? I didn't see that at all this weekend. So I don't know where people are coming up with Cumulatively? that. I don't Maybe. think that's true if you count YouTube. I don't even know if it is cumulatively, isn't it? Yeah, like the the peak when I looked for like a TSM game, which I think was the highest, was like 120 on the mainstream, and then the closest after that was Doublelift at like 28 or something. Yeah. So I I would have to that you'd need a hundred thousand more views from the other co-streams to make it up. I don't think I saw that many, but yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Oh, so somebody says no guest. So yes, as I said moments ago, we did attempt to get a guest for this week. Ultimately, I'm kind of okay that we didn't because I think there's a lot to get into. I mean, Mark and I literally just spent the first 30 minutes just sort of reacting to some of the big stuff. Uh, but I have uh, – so that's the good news is we don't have a guest this week, which gives us the chance to actually talk about the stuff that we should be talking about. The other good news, because it's not a good news, bad news, it's a good news, good news, is that I have been told – and I'm saying this now since I was told that it's the case so that you know people can hold accountable – Jensen will be our guest next week. Until Jat subs himself back in. <laughs> I was really surprised. I mean, I reached out to TL and I was like, hey, if Santorin or Jensen... I was like, does anybody want to come on? And they're like, who who do you think would be good? I was like, yeah, Santorin or Jensen. And I'm like, I don't think Jensen... Jensen never does stuff like this. And so I, Santorin you know the and thing Jensen... You it was somewhat last minute, so I understand why I don't fault them. But then Jensen was like down for next week. I was like, "What?" So you told me a thing in Facebook Messenger about players and content. Is that public? Slash, can we? Can I, I mean, mention I that don't. Right now? I I don't know why it wouldn't be. Um, okay, so I'll just say this really quickly. They've changed the media policy. Mark, I've 
I've been complaining a lot about Riot lately on the show, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna complain too much about this. I'm just gonna mark. I'm just gonna mark, complain a little bit. Mark gets a pass. Fridays, there are now press conferences, no one-on-one interviews, only press conferences. This is the first time they've ever done this with the LCS um, during the regular split, and uh, and the the press conference start off with pre-submitted questions, which everyone who's been watching long enough knows how I feel about pre-submitted questions. It's the new meta at Riot Games is pre-submitted questions during press conferences. Uh, then they open it up to live. Um, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later this week. That's why you won't be able to see one-on-ones with me from Friday Games. Bit of a bummer, but whatever. Maybe it's helpful for other media. Uh, Saturdays, one-on-ones is normal. Sundays, it, they used to require teams to do um, content on Sundays, like interviews or post-game stuff. If you do content earlier in the week with media, you cannot you can avoid doing uh, the the Sunday content. So hopefully that that is a cool change. I'm a little worried to see how it gets abused by some teams because if you know maybe teams just say we'll do a written email uh, interview and we'll just have our manager uh, yeah. write out the answers, which I know f- for a fact has happened in previous situations. But I am hopeful that it might mean more players are able to come on. Um, this show so we will see we'll see how it goes but i remain cautiously optimistic for sunday stuff as uh as i am well, that's that's what i was gonna say is wouldn't jensen being on the show probably be related to the fact that yes amount of sunday i mean stuff? that's why i've been hitting up the teams with sort of renewed vigor is because i am i am hopeful that this is a means of of getting more players on on hotline league we'll see we can all track together and see if this actually does help. But it seems like it's it's already possibly working just by this Jensen Hotline League thing. You would rather get Jensen on here than interview him, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I think so. Let, let's say he gives you 500 more viewers right now instead of a black box. Yeah. You I mean, I think – no, I mean, it's great. The, the It's not even about the viewers. It's about the community interaction. As cheesy as that might sound, like – it's cool for me to do an interview with Jensen, but I've done it a million times. But I think it's really like part of the reason you and I love this show is because we can have people from like fans directly uh, talk to the players. Do you, you don't think that's true, Mark? You don't like the community aspect of this show? No, I just meant it was a really bold assumption that I love this show. You and I have Mark is a softy behind the scenes, guys. Okay, we go for walks around the neighborhood, and he we we agree that we really like this show. And then when he comes on the show, he has to pretend. He doesn't want to ruin his gruff brand, so he has to be a dick. All right, <laughs> let's let's take our first caller. All right, let's do it. How many did I pull? Oh, I haven't pulled that many yet. A couple, yeah. All right, off Mark goes. By the way, shout out, speaking of our callers, Wasty, or fans, community viewers, Wasty Face, Bear Man, 499, Community Streams, The Gabe Nation, Ted Too Cold, Big Angry Hobo, Trevor, oh, Big Angry Hobo for three years. That's really cool. Trevor the Ruiner, uh, Soiled Body Pillow, uh, I Am Justin T, Rillan One, It's Drummer Boy, and some more. I'm going to get to them uh, soon because our first caller of the night is here, Triple B-Man. Triple B-Man, where are you calling from? I'm calling from St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so my take is... You know, in the NA tradition, we're always looking for somebody to blame after our team doesn't do good for a weekend. So uh, if you're looking for somebody to blame for Team Liquid's lack of success, it would be Jat. Uh, so as a coach, as a manager, 
Uh, your job is to take a team of individuals who have a, a variety of skill sets, a variety of talents, maybe different ideas on how to play the game, and to make sure that at the end of the day, that team is coming together for one vision on how to play the game and how to get the job done. So I, I really think that the fact that benching arguably the best player in their position is better than having him play with the rest of the team just points to a level of dysfunction uh, that can only come from the leader of that team being unable to bring everybody together uh, to get the job done. What if Alfari set Jensen's car on fire? You know, I'm going to take Jat at his word and just say that it wasn't a huge thing that happened behind the scenes because, yeah, there, there might have been a fist fight. Uh, we might see some black eyes in the behind-the-scenes footage, but uh, I don't think it could have been possibly that bad, but clearly the team can't come together. So, one, you mentioned, you said some, you started this off by saying, like, if you were going to blame somebody for TL's performance issues or something to that effect, right? Like, if you're going to blame somebody for a team's struggles. Uh, do you mean exclusively this weekend? Because I don't, I mean, I. it's hard for me to blame Jat for anything, uh, like any struggles that that team has had because they they went to the fifth game of finals with a sub in spring, right? So this is, a, you're just strictly talking about this weekend, I assume. Yeah, and this split in general, because clearly, you know, he said in the interview well, that- this, this split in general. This isn't a sudden, yeah, this isn't well, a sudden change that's happening. So- uh, if this has been happening for a while, it seems like the, the train's slowly been going off the tracks, and if he hasn't been able to bring the train back onto the tracks, I would I would just point to that being his fault. Isn't benching a player one of the tools that you have to bring a player back onto the tracks? It is, but I would just consider that maybe a last resort. I, I think if it's gotten to that stage, uh, I think they must be in a pretty bad way. Mark, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I understand the college point. Like, the split technically started this weekend, but, like, you have to think about the whole offseason uh, yeah. that, that happened. So if things have been trending downwards negatively, then, you know, what happened? Um, I think this is a weird one just because if they just announced, like, say, C9, that he was benched at the start of the split um, and we were just left in the dark, I think it would – not feel as weird, but the whole nature of the like one game benching followed by interviews saying that like, no, we've had this plan for a long time. It's not reactionary. It just makes things more confusing. Um, so I, I, I mean, I'm not fully on the caller being like, I jet sucks and he's, he's ruined TL, but I do think that it's, it is, it is weird. Well, it's weird uh, because when you say nothing happened, nothing big happened. But clearly, clearly something happened between day one and day two, or some your your assessment of day one rolled into a decision you were making for day two. It's just it is a very strange thing. I, we're in this weird, bizarre speculation zone, but it is it is a an odd situation. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. What are you laughing at? So Alfari tweeted one minute ago, was going to get Chick-fil-A for dinner, then saw an ad for Chipotle and decided, fuck it, why not? Let's get some Mexican. Wasn't spur of the moment, by the way. Calculated this a month in advance. Oh, spicy. He'll delete it. Because here's the thing. Alfari t has tweeted, like even during the import rule stuff, he deletes, he t he's tweeted stuff and then he deleted it um, afterwards. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again. Um, I mean, this is the perfect time for this tweet, though, you know? 
that we're, we're while we're live topic. on air. Yes, literally because two minutes this, ago. This very much, I mean, if you can read through the memery, and, and maybe it is just pure meme, but if you read through the memery, he's clearly saying like, yeah, okay, plan for months in advance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh. That is, uh, I'm like literally reading it and reacting to it right now. That is, that is interesting. It's very spicy. It's always... It's always <laughs> tough for a team when their players go rogue like this. Uh, I mean, I enjoy it. It's entertaining, and I'm happy that it I'm... happens because it brings some spice to the show. But, like, I don't – it's just like, oh, God. I, um... You know, I love it. It's it's just you got to do what's best for you, you know? And, like, if you don't say anything, everyone just goes around assuming that Alfari is the devil because he got benched. He must be, you know, this. He must be toxic. And now you're saying – you're putting the shade back on the coaching Papa staff Smithy, a little bit with this. Papa Smithy says, never seen something like this happen in my time as a GM. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Smithy. <laughs> uh, wait, Medio should invite Alfari on his show. And then they could both be like, dude, isn't it shitty when teams just do you dirty like this? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We need, let's get, let's, can we start a campaign for that? Let's get Alfari on Medios' show so they can talk about it. It's, it's a two person show and they sit on like a park bench. Yeah. Cody's son as well. I appreciate that. We can make, we can get three people. Is there anybody else I'm forgetting of uh, that has had a very salty, salty uh, departure or benching? I mean, this Ven stuff is super fascinating still, especially because that, that clip of Max Waldo saying like he didn't think Ven was going to be playing at all this summer. So, yeah. I, I mean that one makes it. Well, we'll get, we'll get in. maybe maybe this is a Zven caller all fine. Yeah. Um, to stay back on Alfari though, I mean this kind of goes along with what us and a lot of community seem to to take away from it, where it's like, well, the player that you substituted him in for seems surprised by it, and it kind of kind of came in the middle of a week, and it, you know, uh, <clears throat> definitely seems a little. A little strange. Have you ever seen Mark the the <clears throat> Mario Party meme of like Luigi wins by doing nothing, and it's just like all the mini games where like Luigi's. Like, oh yeah, like someone gets everyone gets crushed around. Yeah, yeah. Luigi just falls. sits there, does nothing the entire time, and then like the other players all die, and Luigi wins. That's how I feel about TSM right now. Like I just <laughs> just feel like they're just gonna end up being our number one seed again because. Cloud9 and TL and, you know, it's just like weird shit's happening uh, with these other teams. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Triple B, man. Back to the I... chat stuff specifically. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I think it's interesting because who's, who all is over there right now on the, on the TL side, right? Who's there? Dodo. Um... Oh, they have a. Why, did I change, why am I forgetting his name? He changed his name a couple years cold. ago. Yes, Cold. Spawn. Uh, but he's on more Yeah, Spawn's on, on it. So, like, what's interesting to me is um, this might be, like, a, a particular struggle for Jet because Jet, I think, understands game stuff a lot. You would expect his experience to be like, here's how I know about game and all that stuff like that. I don't know. It's hard to think of what Jet would have had previously that would be about managing like conflict within a team. Well, I mean, other than being a, a pro himself in like multiple games, 
possibly. It's been a while. You know, it's, that's it's it, been a yeah, while. It's been and a it was while, so but short lived. Ga- gamers change less than you think they do. Like yeah, I, I don't think that he's going to see something on Team Liquid in 2021 that he didn't see in Guild Wars in 2010 or Dignitas in 2011 or whatever the fuck. Uh, but I, so, all I'm saying is I could see this being a unique challenge for him in figuring out how to manage a, a situation like this. And I don't think Dodo, like Dodo had to deal with double lift last year and it wasn't like that went much, much better. And like, this is not me trying to call people out. I'm just saying like, this is perhaps uh, going to be a place where he will have to like learn this aspect of being a coach sort of on the, on the fly because this is his first major benching. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? I think um, like I've, I've worked with Jat and I think he's pretty good about conflict resolution, but it's Can obviously you give me a an very example of when there was conflict and he resolved it. <laughs> yeah. You want me to go like talk about some random times that yeah, yeah. dash. I mean, here's a funny, here's a funny story. Dash, Jat and I would argue a fair amount actually about analyst death segments and like how best to do them. Um, and like we would have like an hour meeting for countdown back in the day and we would come out of that room and like if it, if it didn't go well, you know, like we're coming out of the room arguing and there's like the casters are in an office, you know, like the, there's just a general office around us and I, I think we're all pretty loud people. And so, you know, we're just like fucking arguing in the middle of this office place and people are just shooting us dirty looks uh, to shut the fuck up. Um, but we always ended up on the same page. So there's your conflict resolution. Um, uh, yeah, but, but that, you didn't tell any story about how Jat resolved it. You just, you guys all argued, it got loud, and then you ended up on the same page. Yeah. What did Jat uh, do? He bent, he threatened to bench Dash, and then, uh, yeah. the, the team, that everybody got in line? I mean, I'm just saying, I've had experience with him. He's fine with conflict resolution, but I think there's, like, more power, not power dynamics, I don't know what to put it, but, like, uh, there's more you have to consider when you're like trying to find a mutual goal than yeah. just like when you would normally. But I mean, like I said, he's he's a uh, he's he's been a pro before. Who knows? Maybe it's not about that. Yeah. Maybe it's about his PR skills. You know, he's used to being the beloved caster. Now everyone's like, wait a minute, this interview doesn't make sense. And before I mean, Papa be Smithy like, is in the chat. He, I mean, I I think he was beloved caster before, and he obviously took a lot of heat. Uh, over the past couple of years in his his new role. So it's tough. It's tough. All right, Triple B man, uh I guess as a resolu- or as a summing up of everything, I don't know if I can say I blame Jet. I think he's probably facing a challenge that he hasn't faced before as much as perhaps Mark might have disagreed with him on a countdown segment. I think that this is perhaps <laughs> a little different. And uh and I I'm interested to see how this keeps going because I think this is probably a place where coaches are are it's easy to fumble in these really crucial moments. And perhaps Here's, perhaps that's not what he's doing. Perhaps he is using that last resort to bench Alfari because he thinks that this is going to work out. Maybe it will. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I would say Triple B Man's a little early on this take. He's getting in while, you know, the the prices are low. But if TL continues to struggle and this team implodes in the offseason, I think you'll see a lot more criticism coming their way. Yeah. Triple B Man, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Yeah, hey, I just want to shout out uh, Alienware and uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Listen, I'm I don't want this to sound harsh, but like I don't have any brand loyalty to either of those brands, but I swear if I ever need computer hardware, I will buy from Alienware, and if I ever need an energy boost, I will buy from Mountain Dew Game Fuel only because they support Travis Gafford. Literally outside of that, I never would. 
he is the man who brought me to both of those brands. So shout out to Travis Gafford. Thank you, Triple B man. I really appreciate that. That's a very very nice lead into my my sponsor uh, break. <laughs> okay, thanks, Triple B man. We'll catch you in a, uh, another show. All right. So speaking of people who support me, uh, Alienware just had their. Are you okay, Mark? Oh, you're sneezing. You got a little sneeze there. I muted. muted yourself. It was good. I just yeah. I was worried because you looked like you. Anyway, do your ad read. I just I care about you, so I'm just checking in. My bad. Sorry. All right. Speaking of people I care about, Alienware is a, a brand that does sponsor the show. As our last caller was uh, so nice enough to point out, so they just had their big Alienware update. One of the things I really want to talk about because I think this is awesome. I promise. <laughs> I promise I did not know about that whenever, <laughs> whenever I saw this esports certification thing. But they are doing something called okay. Wait, is it good? I'm trying to remember. Is it good in gaming? I'm suddenly having a, a failure. I think it's good in gaming. Good, good in games. Good in games. Damn it, I fucked that up. All right, we're gonna relaunch the show. We're gonna do it over so I can get this right. No, good in, good in games. Okay, this says good in gaming. Good in gaming and good in games. Uh, they're doing it as partnership with uh, Team Liquid, and it's basically this really cool program aimed at uh, bringing people into the industry and creating like a, a system by which you can you can find a space. So tournaments, mentorships, internships, scholarships, all sorts of ships, uh, and then they are also going to create a bunch of content that helps people learn about esports careers. I think it's by the way, it's all free. It's all free. This is something that uh, Alienware has decided to do with with Team Liquid. And I just, I think it's, it's awesome to see they, uh, I, I personally get a ton of messages from people saying, Hey, how do I get a job in esports? How do I do this? Um, and, and it is, you know, the one thing I agree with about the whole esports certification scandal from a while ago was like, there is a need to figure out a good way for people to get into the space. And I don't think there's a single you know solution to that. I'm not suggesting that that's what this is, but I do think it is, um, this, you know, brand and a team that are combining to do something that I think does help foster, you know, pathway into the space for people that are looking forward to it. So, uh, you can go check it out. TL.GG slash G I G, I believe is probably the easiest link. I know Alienware has some links, but we'll just steal, we'll steal, uh, the team liquid link for it and people can go check it out and see all the different stuff that they have. I think they've already started putting out some content around it. So, Again, you can just search Alienware Good in Gaming to find out uh, what the the whole deal is if you don't want to go to that URL. And uh, yeah, thank you to, so much to Alienware for doing really cool things in the space. I love to see, love to be working with a brand who wants to do stuff like this. I think it's awesome. So anyway, I'm going to uh, actually do a link in the chat. Somebody says they don't, I don't do affiliate doesn't get affiliate links. This is a link. Alienware.com slash Travis. Go check it out. Oh, did Alfari um, tweet again? No. People are just dumb. They're dumb for not watching this show since the very beginning and knowing that we already talked about it. Danan How from, dare you have something else to do with your life? Dana from Golden Guardians <laughs> replied. <laughs> the Barney. With, the Barney. <laughs> those that don't know, Alfari's name is Barney, so... A reply of Barney the dinosaur. Hilarious. Um, I'm not going to pull this caller. Why? But it was a 
Well, because it's not, it's not like a thing worth talking about. Uh, someone like not like a back and forth on, but one of the I'll, I'll shut them out. Let me see, let me find them. Hey, Jorge says production upgrades for the LCS are on the right trajectory, but the in-game social media tweets need to be dropped. Blasting out Reddit Twitter comments with bad takes is not helping the image of NA. You're not the only person who had that feedback. Um, a lot of people internally were also like, hey, I think we're doing a little too much of that. Uh, so expect adjustments on that. I don't think it's going to go away completely because when done well, uh, it, it works. But, um, you know, uh, there, there was a lot of conversation in one of our meetings today about how we can best utilize the social aspect. So um, I will say, I okay, I do agree that there was a little bit too much, but I like that they included Reddit. Uh, as yeah, well. well, there were some pretty funny ones too about like, oh my god, I thought we were safe here, you know, like yes, those those, those are good for a quick throwaway joke. Uh, but, I mean, I think I they're mean, a lot better than than you know. The worst is whenever it looks like it's fake, like, and sometimes people will just tweet stuff that seems like it's fake because they're trying to get into the with the, the hashtag Verizon or whatever that happened a lot at NSI chat. But when you see like a copy pasta meme or something like that show up from Reddit, it's it's pretty good. So. Yeah, and the FlyQuest Ah, like Papa said in their yeah. game when it was crazy, like that was good. Um, I just think sometimes they do like three or four in a row, and you know some of them are like kind of like random analysis. Like this player is playing great, and you're like, what? They're like zero, one, and three. Like I don't know, <laughs> and they haven't done anything this game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think overall they're they're a good inclusion. I think you just need to you know, like I said about it being our first time back in studio. There's a lot of these little things that are just slowly going to get better and better. Yeah. You want to grab the next caller? Yeah. Okay. Off Mark goes. Thank you to uh, Lit Drummer Boy, Fragbite Light, Perchy ninety nine, Doom Skittlesboro, Joey G three five seven, Immortally Insane, Blaine Blasphemy with hundred bits, Cherry Lace, uh, Giotto, uh, Emulator, a Nasty Orange, Fishy Molson, Oyang Fang. Uh, Charlos 61 Avera, Poron Mars, a Dark Lorik, and we'll get to the rest later because our second caller of the night, D9TV, is here. D9TV, remind everyone where you're calling from. I'm calling out of uh, Santa Cruz, California. From where in, in Southern California? Santa Cruz. Santa Clarita, okay. Santa Cruz. Did you say yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, your mic is kind of cutting in a little bit in and out, so it's a, tough to catch up. All right. Whatever. Where are you, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I want to talk about Coach Reaper being coach of the split and Hunter Thieves winning it all. Summer. Coach Reaper being coach of the split and Hunter Thieves winning it all. Okay. Well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Hunter Thieves subreddit has decided Mark and I hate Hunter T. Uh, <laughs> that's what they've said for many years, so we're not going to be able to agree with you on this one. But go ahead and say, say what anyway. Yeah, I just think uh, the opening... Start of the summer has been really good for Hunter Thieves. They look really crisp and really good. And Reaper is bringing the C9 funk over and is going to win it all. Um, I'm, I'm honestly a C9 fan, so it's kind of sad to say, but we'll see what happens. What did you think of their loss to Immortals? Uh, there's a little bit of hiccup, on the obviously, on the road. It's still looking a lot better than C9's looking. So. That's that true. Is that is true. They are looking better than one other team. Uh, I don't know if that necessarily fits them in a "we're going to win" type thing. Uh, what? What? Let's put it this way: What about their performance in these three games makes you and and Reaper's contributions, presumably in like pick and ban and stuff, makes you feel like they are are going to win and that Reaper will win Coach of the Split? 
I feel like Coach Weaver, this is all around, is this a better, I don't know, he's a, I feel like he's just a lot more than just coaching. He does a lot of uh, all around, like, self-motivating, keeping people into fun, having fun with the team. So he's always around. Um, the performance so, uh, so much was this, the first two games were really good, obviously, and then they lost. But I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's a hype train's going to kick off and they're going to start moving. Okay. Um. I, I'm a little unsure of exactly what to make out of 100 Thieves. Um, you know, I think they'll be better this split than they were at the end of last split. Not just because of Reaper, but, you know, uh, Ab Abadage, Abadage coming in is Abadage, Abadoje, Abadage. Um, is it, it's just an upgrade in general over the, the mid laners from last split and then assume that they can get on the same page. Uh, and develop a play style that really works because that was one of the things that they lost was not just you know the mechanical drop off that felt like happened but also just like i don't know how this team even wants to play the game really um so on that front i think they'll be a lot more competitive this split um and with the c9 tl stuff going on like maybe it's it's open exactly who has a chance to win but the karma zin strat they were really the only ones like being like hey karma mids like busted um, and so either they're right and other teams going to start banning it or picking it up and they'll have to adapt from there or, you know, they just, it, it's just one of many viable strats in the meta. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, I think that they looked good in their second and third game. Their first game was really sus. I didn't love that draft. Uh, that one definitely had some issues for me. Um, the third but game I do saying? like that they've been able to get someday on That's more something. aggressive champions playing, um, the Gwen and the Wukong, where sometimes I feel like he's too willing to just kind of sit back and let the team do what the team's going to do. Um, and to your point about like some of the Reaper spice, you know, like the Kogma bot lane and stuff like that. Um, I, I appreciate them, you know, having these different looks than a lot of the other teams in the meta or like a, a different read on the meta. Um, but I want to see what happens when things start to stabilize a little bit more. Dapper Gav in the Twitch chat is having an aneurysm. He says, dude, it's not karma mid. Ugh, Mark, stop. It's a flex, man. Don't call it that. Don't call it karma mid when they played karma mid three games in a row. It's a flex, man. Yeah, it's a flex, but they played it mid every game. I'm sure who he can play it, but... But it's drafted first three and, and it is can go flexible. Top. I'm just an, I just enjoy sometimes taking the irate Twitch chat people and throwing them at you. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ, dude. I know who he wants to play and engage support. Dude, I'm dying inside. <laughs> As I said, Mark really loves the show because of the community engagement. Uh, that's the thing that one of the reasons he loves this show so much. Uh, this person is very upset with you. Anyway. Getting back to D9 TV, I have so much fun um, with Mark Zimmerman. Getting getting back to D9 TV. Uh, okay, so I don't know. I think my worry, D9 TV, is that I don't know if you've correctly articulated like a major reason other than like Reaper is awesome and Hunter T looked good in their 2-1 weekend where they lost to Immortals who went 3-0 and there was also TSM who went 3-0. So saying like that they're going to win based off the data that we have so far, I think is 
is tough. Even even like it's a kind of an insane thing, which is obviously what the show's about, insane takes. But I think it's even an insane take to say the team that went 2-1 is going to win the split over even these teams that went 3-0 whenever the only sample size you have for the split so far are these like yeah. three games. Well, I don't know. I feel like relevant hype is always more important in NA, apparently, than actual in the display. So a lot of times, everyone throwing this jumps on a hype train, and therefore, 100 Thieves are the hype train right now. Even the other 3-0 teams, yeah, wow, they won 3-0, but 100 Thieves has all the fan base behind them, so we're going to make a we're gonna make a run for it and win. Don't you feel like some of these other teams have a lot of fan base behind them, too, like TSM? Yeah. I, 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 I guess TSM's, yeah, they're popular and everything. So it's, I guess, OC9, all the orgs that have been there for a million years and won all the banners. But uh, I feel like TSM's spent so much money that no one really cares anymore, honestly. It's more of like, I don't know, these spend a lot of money, obviously, too, but they're just more in the moment hype. And plus, they got Papa Smithy, you know? They do have Papa Smithy. Their merch is better. How about that shit? You gotta think about NA. Yeah, you think about NA. They don't care the end game they care about what's happening there. well here, here's the other thing when was the last time a team won the first seed to worlds that wasn't named tsm c9 and tl i think that's also a, a struggle is that we haven't really seen that happen yet and i certainly i'd love it if if we had some sort of mix-up but uh it's it's tough anyway thank you so much d9 tv for the call is there anything else uh that you would like to shout out before we go on to the next caller uh, yeah, uh, first time caller, so shout out to you guys, obviously. Big supporter of you. Um, shout out to Game Fuel, obviously. And then also shout out to Eve Lowell, even though she's not on too much streaming, but she's been doing a lot more lately. So shout out to her, too. Well, thank you so much, D9, for the call. Always uh, great. I know you've, you've been in chat a bunch, so I appreciate you calling in. And, uh, and chat is very nice, so I'm sure they're going to welcome you back with loving arms. Uh, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Here's the thing. Right. I think he had a better case than, than he, he managed to put together there. Because I think you would like try and sell the ceiling of this team. Like, okay, FBI, especially with Sven being benched, is the best bot laner in the league right now. You know, uh, And we've seen how well who he can play. Uh, someday, it feels like it's been a little while since he's like played at his peak for an extended period of time. I think you see it some games and some streaks, but uh, we all know how good someday can be. The problem was that like if someday was going through one of his slides and the you know they were with their previous mid lane situation, then it was just FBI versus the world. It felt like a little bit right now, but I think Abadage can play that more consistent second threat or just a good enabler for for closer or for example. So like, I actually think uh, there's a lot of ways that this is uh, like a, a potential championship roster. Uh, I just think you know. His point was Reaper and and hype, whereas I think you, you could make a, a more compelling case if if you know you wanted to help him out. Yeah, I mean, I think no, I think saying, hey, uh, the good rebuttal to what I said of like when was the last time TL TSMC nine didn't win first seed? It's like, well, what's going on over with TL and C nine? And if they can if they can't figure that shit out over the rest of the split, then maybe we're gonna be maybe the the floor is a little bit more open. All right. Mark, you want to grab the next caller? Yeah. Okay. Lord Audi, thank you for the prime Ari Waddle. 
uh, Poro on Mars, One Bellow One, Spencer Neutron, Chopau, uh, Blaine, Blasphemy, Clock Cruncher back here. Before the start of the show, shout out to Clock Cruncher. Gifted 10 subs to the community and also subbed as well. That's very nice of them. Uh, TMKHS, thank you for the sub. Eugene, Eugene, Sweet Baby Lou. And we'll get to the rest later because Double G, is that how you say your name? Yeah, you got it perfect. Good job. Double G is here. Where are you calling from? Uh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I wanted to talk about Cloud9's uh, 1 and 2, a little unfortunate weekend, specifically the uh, the King uh, coming in and I think playing a, a pretty good weekend. I have some notes here. I can just talk uh, about some of the bigger points, but... I think that King coming in, he, he looked pretty aggressive. He was really willing to take plays. And, you know, that's something that you want for a new player coming into a new environment. You want to see them, you know, being aggressive and really not just being scared on stage and trying not to make mistakes. Um, this touches on some of his earlier play. He was the best ADC in Oceania and Academy. He was better than FBI, so I think that, you know, if FBI can be the best ADC in NA, you know, King can as well. Um, I also think that just in general, he did get picked out once at the Nexus against GGS, but he didn't really seem to be like a huge liability outside of that one play. Um, looking at his stats, he had very good stats. He only had six deaths the entire weekend, despite two losses, which is, I think, pretty good. He had the highest damage per minute on Cloud9, and despite being the lowest gold uh, at 10 for C9, he ended up with the highest gold every single game on Cloud9. So I think that those are all some pretty big uh, positives. In my opinion, I think that Blabber being put on AP champions, you know, he's, he's never really looked good on AP champions. Um, I think he's got a, a large champion pool that they should be touching on, like his Jin Zhao game. You know, he didn't hard carry, but he didn't look like an actual liability like he does sometimes on Nidalee or Rumble. And I think, uh, you know, Perks, he is a great player, but I think that almost every single game you do see him just randomly get caught out. And, you know, the, the 100 Thieves game is pretty pretty tragic to watch i i don't even think i i finished it with how yeah how bad they're looking well, um let's, but let's, the, yeah yeah we can if you have a final moment i just want to wrap it up a bit no yeah that was just my my biggest point i think that um those are the positives about king and i think that perks and putting blabber on the right champions is more important for cloud nine success all right well i i I'm very yeah, curious first. to hear what. Yeah, you go first. Break it down. How break did King it down? do? Well, yeah. let me break down. I th oh, the thing I was going to com comment on was how much I enjoyed Mark's face while you were listing out the stats. Because Mark, I think, either thought the stats were incorrect or was surprised to hear them because he he seemed. No, a little... I looked at them earlier, uh, and I remember not being that impressed. Um, now, I mean, like, so another reason I was making that face because I think, especially this early in the season, like, sample size is something you have to be very careful careful about. Um, 
So like on the one hand, you know, I appreciate the like trying to bring this fair balance look, but he was second to last in CSD at ten at negative ten. Uh his DPM was uh like middle of the pack at five oh six. I mean it was like you said, it was high relative to C nine. And like I said, some people are playing Ezreal, you know, and it's like, okay, fifty minute games with Ezreal and stuff like that, you know, it's obviously not gonna track as well. Um, you know. Fucking tactical has not eight fifty TPM. You play played you know these these Ezreal games. Like not all champions are created equal and like what they're gonna give you in the stats category. So like I don't wanna harp too much on the stats, but I don't think stats back up your case that King had a great weekend. Um I think on an eyeball level, maybe you could debate it a little bit more. But if I'm being honest, I felt like his Kaisa game at the very end was the only one where I was like, oh, King's really, you know, doing some stuff. Like, good for him. Um, I didn't think that he looked incredible in, in a lot of these other situations. Um, and I think, like, I don't have a problem with King's performance. I don't want to make it sound like I think King played bad. But He's maybe when not you the asset like, the caller is making him out to be. I just, yeah, I don't think he replaced Sven on a, in, in, like, I don't know what's going on in their team. Maybe Sven, like, Sven's ruining their comms completely. But, like, you know, when you talk about what Sven can do in lane, like, Sven and Vulcan were, were beating a lot of people in 2v2 laning phases uh, at different points in time. Uh, I mean, they also played weak side of Fairmount. That's one of the things that Sven does really well is he can play multiple styles. Um, so, like, I don't think King was bad, but I did not see him completely filling sense. Sven's shoes, I felt like. Um, you know, so that that was my take on it. I don't think King is bad. I don't think he's at his peak yet. I think he can he still can. Um, but like at least for my first weekend, I wasn't blown away. I mean, I guess to your point, like is if he comes out, how many times have we seen a new player come out, have to fill the shoes of another player on short notice, or you know, without community expectations being that? And then just completely lay an egg, and I think the fact that he seemed to hold his own uh, is is pretty good. And the fact that people don't seem to feel as though the an the analysts I listen to, like Mark Zimmerman, don't seem to feel like, oh wow, Cloud Nine could have totally won these games if it wasn't for King just ruining everything uh, these first two games that they lost. And like, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, but it seems like their issues. Yes, I know he didn't help. But at the very least, he's not the problem, right? Right. I'm, but there's like a range. Like some people come in and actually just do insane. Like, do they uh, normally? These rookies do. I feel like they don't normally. I mean, tactical what? did I guess last year, but tactical turtle. Uh, I don't know. We had to I'm go all to... the way back for to 2013. No, for those just two. the two that were off the top of my head because I'm an old fuck. But like, there's plenty of people who sub in and do fine. Like, I don't know. Like Scarlet Asta when he subbed in, who's now Neo. When he subbed in for Immortals in 2018, he looked like decent. Uh, you know, like, Stix A, when he subbed in for, for double lift was good. Like, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that, like, I wasn't blown away. I wasn't like, oh, wow, I'm not worried as a C9 fan. I just think it's the exception uh, rather than the rule. Keith did well when he subbed in for Piglet. Um, you know, like, people sub in and do fine. Like, that's actually not that hard, especially when you're subbing into a winning team. Like, I actually think it's easier than you think it is to sub into a winning team if you're a mechanically, like, confident player and just fucking follow them around and not be a dipshit and lose the game. Generally, that's actually not that hard to do if you're a good player. Are C9 a winning team? Yeah, they literally were just at MSI. Yeah, I They're know. They're fine. But they didn't, they didn't make it out of uh, Rumble at MSI. 
I guess but here's my concern. Yeah, like all those other NA teams did. Well, they weren't they at, weren't at all those other international events with all they, those. I look. I'm just saying. Look, I do. I'm not saying a winning think, team in NA it does not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do NA. not. I worry that even in a world where we had Zved, this team, this C9 would not be the same C9 that like won spring finals. It seemed like they were they got a little mind fucked at MSI. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I mean, maybe you're right, and they just played against better players, and NA sucks, and that's what happened. I get it. I know that's where you're gonna go. But no, I'm just I was saying, gonna go that they they haven't practiced that much. Like that Golden Guardians game is one that I think they win most times when they're in form, regardless of King or Sven. Um, so then so, that helps my point, right? Like, they're not a winning team right now. No, I don't think so. Maybe Sven could have carried them. I, who knows? I, I, it's, it's hard to say, but I don't know. King just looked like he was there. Yeah. He was, you know, he, he got a lot of gold because he's sitting mid because they're playing, like, often double double melee carries uh, in their solo lanes. Uh, you know, like, he got a bunch of gold. Good for him. Yeah. I just I don't tend to have high expectations for teams. I mean, I think I tweeted this after their loss to Golden Guardians. Like, <laughs> 10K gold lead, they win most times. Nice take. <laughs> <laughs> the, when chat roasts me for a good reason, I have no problem admitting it. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, um, I I look, I I tweeted this I think after their Golden Guardians loss. Like, historically, the MSI team has come back and just like sucked for a couple weeks. And so that I do not think that this is necessarily a situation where King was dropped into a quote unquote winning team. I think he was dropped into the team that you would expect to underperform. They underperformed and it didn't seem like he was this massive liability according to your analysis, which is the analysis I listen to because I trust you, Mark Zimmerman, for my League of Legends data as you get distracted. I, I, then then you know. listen to me and, and listen to me tell you that like that King that was is mediocre. Fine. That, that was fine. Not mediocre. Mediocre okay. has a negative connotation. That was fine. I'm saying solo subbing in for Golden Guardians and having some good games is more impressive to me than King subbing in to C9 and being like me. That's fair, but very, players, two players that are on very different ends of their career, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying that like, if he came in to a losing team and looked good as a rookie, I'd be like, God damn, that's probably hard to do. Yeah. Also, I feel like Solo was forged in the fires of coming into losing teams. I mean, he like, forges his own fires. This is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Solo special, right? Like, what the the Loki? You must be truly desperate if you uh, <laughs> come to me. Come to me, uh, yeah. Hunter. Hunter's just like, listen, Bjergsen just manhandled me on Twitter. Okay, we gotta we gotta pull out some some talks, some non-brand friendly players. Okay, double so G. Pop Papa says something good in chat, which is that, uh, you know, uh, King has been lane dominant in Ocean and Academy past years. If you watched Raz's thing, he was talking about how King in his early years in Ocean stuff was a very, like, resource-heavy, hyper-carry, like, he's the, the main focus of your team kind of player. Um, and so, like, to that point, I don't think we've seen, like, I'm not, I'm not final, it's not the final chapter on King. Um, I just, uh, I didn't see that. This weekend, I didn't see the, the hyper care, the 1v9 guy popping off. Aside the Kaiser, the Kaiser game was good. Like I said, the Kaiser game was fine. All right. Double G. Travis, did you see the Alfari tweet? <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I'm tempted to just time out, auto time out Alfari tweet is a phrase in the chat because people are, are struggling. <laughs> people come into the show after this tweet has been out for like an hour and they're like, quick, I. I, Someone Paul should... Revere, 
have come, arrived in Twitch chat to let everyone know the that Alfari, Alfari tweets tweeted are coming. The Alfari tweets ago. are coming. Ugh. One if by land, two if by chat benching. LL yeah. Doublelift replied, been there. Oh my god. This is now a reaction show. We react live to Twitter comments. Oh my god. just pull it up full screen and just refresh every minute. Doublelift we'll, we'll re replied, been there, and he put the, the smiley face with the cowboy hat on it. Oh my god. Oh, guys. 30 seconds ago, Perks replied, same. Oh, it's insane. He did, Perks did reply, same, by the way. So I, I'm heading this off. Don't say Perks tweet in the chat. We can, well, now you're what if What if you someone clipped the our initial reaction to the tweet, or like the full like two minutes or three minutes that we had of it, whatever it was, and then you just ran it on loop on Twitch and see if anyone noticed that we were yeah, just... Yeah, that's actually just, fair. People, that's a good idea. People we come just, flying and they're like, have you reacted? And we're like, oh my God, look at this tweet. It just keeps yeah. happening. Okay, As quick, the viewers let's get turn. to Mark. Do your best reaction face. Okay, there you go. There. Now we've reacted. You guys have got the full experience. You got the thumbnail. You can all, we can all react every time a pro player replies to the Salfari tweet with something like I don't same. get it. Why is he so like twerked about what he's ordering for dinner? Yeah. Is there something more to this tweet that I'm not getting? Like I, I make I'm that also, way. Also, doesn't even say Double Lift would never switch from well actually it does make sense. He'd switch from to Chick-fil-A to Chipotle, so it's it's unsurprising, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> hey, maybe the players associate Okay, so let's double G. Oh yeah, we have a caller in here, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Twitch chat has tilted us off worry. the planet. Uh what what's how's it going, Double G? What were we talking uh, about? No, I, oh, I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed that little rant. <laughs> King. Yes. Um, so I I did not mean for it to turn into a, a conversation on stats. I was just trying it's to okay. use those uh, to point out that he wasn't like a massive liability. He wasn't like a sandbag. Yep. Uh, but anyways, I final point for me, I think Cloud9 lives and dies by their mid and jungle. And I don't think that King coming in is going to be too big of a liability and that Blabber and Perks just need to, uh, you know, step it up going forward. So, I can I pick your brain on one more point? You said it's a mid-jungle team. I think that's fair that, you know, like they're the a lot of the playmakers in the early game, and if they fuck up, you know, the game's kind of sometimes doomed. Are you saying that you don't care that King came in for Sen? Do you think it's an upgrade? Do you, or are you saying, you know, fans shouldn't even care? I, I think that fan like Zven's a popular player. He's been around for a while. I think fans are always going to care. But I think that if King plays like he did this weekend, you know, he maybe has like a pop off game. Cloud Nine could still win summer. You know, if if Blabber and Perks play to a high level, King being in won't ultimately shape the success of Cloud Nine. I think that might be true regionally. Um I'd be interested internationally. I could see a world yeah. where with King, you know, based off what I've seen so far, if if their mid jungle and top are popping off, that like he's he's totally fine and serviceable right now. When you start going up against some of the best bot lanes in the world, you know, is it more of a question mark? Yeah, that's that's always the question. And we will just have to see if Cloud9 are able to make worlds this year and uh if King is No sneaky playing. no worlds. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Well, thank you so much, Double G, for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, anything you want to shout out? Uh, I want to shout out you, Travis. I've been following you for 
over half a decade now, and you are always putting out top-tier content, so keep it up. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's very nice of you. We'll catch you next time. Have a good night, everyone. See you. Kobe in the chat says, call Alfari right now. Hey, uh, Kobe, if you can come over here and give me his phone number, I'm down. I'm or down his to do it. Skype. Yeah. Or if I, you just knew a way to hack his computer so we could listen in on whatever. The, the thing is, Kobe doesn't actually listen to the show. He just like pops into chat. Oh, what do you he mean? Says, he just said, you. I got you. Damn, He's you got called attention. out. He's actually paying attention. My God. Fake ass friend. Okay. Travis. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We got to. You gotta okay. ban him. Travis so, timed out uh, Kobe for six hundred seconds. We're gonna take a quick break to <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> uh, I wonder why I wonder why Kobe doesn't listen to you. Okay. <laughs> because I he don't fucking get why spams he his cat meme all the time. It's so it's just I have now gotten to a point where when I tweet like it makes it so that it's difficult to make any con you would think he and I living together great content opportunity right like we can create content together we can joke about stuff on social media about us living together we can do all this great stuff the problem is now he's turned it into this cat thing so I literally have to use the Twitter function where I make it so that only people that uh, are tagged in the tweet can reply to the tweet so that I don't have to deal with the fucking torrential group of like blah 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 it's just my you know what shout out my I was hanging out with an old uh, childhood friend who's about to have a kid and he came out from Texas this weekend and was visiting me and I guess he works with somebody who uh, who was like hey you're gonna go hang out with Travis Gaffrey he's like I listen to that guy stuff and he said you know what I'm on Travis's side for this cat for Kobe shit I got this relayed to me by a childhood friend there are people out there who agree with me and I'm done talking about this topic we're going to talk about something very wholesome which is I know a lot of people might not think like a sponsor Shout out is wholesome, but this one's going to be. So uh, this week's episode of Hotline League, in addition to our wonderful uh, annual sponsors, is sponsored by VPN Bites. Uh, these are delicious gummies for gaming. And while I'm going to read you the talking points, I also want to read you this wonderful note that I got. Uh, because the people that work on this, there's a guy named Anthony who works on these he he's been messaging me for multiple years and it's really cool i hope i was not i did not ask if i could read this letter so this might cost me the sponsorship but i'm gonna read the first part of it hi travis hope this finds you well we are so excited to share our gummies with you once again after you tried them at twitchcon 2019 that's true good times we are even more excited to be part of hotline league long time fan but mark never picks my takes sad face <laughs> Maybe one day. As a small brand, this is a huge deal for us, and we are so grateful for the opportunity. We included all our flavors in here in both the full-size and sample packs. So full-size, and then I've got a couple more of them. And then uh, the sample packs, I've got several of them. Um, for So that you can give them out to a few people to try. So they arrived today, so I'll share these with Mark and uh, some friends later on this week. To give some background about the brand, I'm the co-founder and chief marketing officer of the esports nutrition brand VPN Virtually Perfect Nutrition, which you can find at v oh, I'm not going to put the URL because you guys need to click my URL, but you can do exclamation mark VPN on the chat. Along with my brother, who is the chief scientific officer and was a previous product developer for a sports nutrition company, we launched at TwitchCon 2018 with one product and a flavor and had a great response from the community. We then returned and attended TwitchCon 2019 with three total products. 
new packaging and three new flavors, one being our Sour Retro Berry 2.0. We have had a tremendous response from the flares along with the single serve pouches as well. I'm not going to read the rest of it um, because they're kind of in the to- uh, echoes the, the talking points, but I just think it's really cool that um, a brand, a uh, small business that has big fans of the show really wanted to sponsor the show and get their stuff promoted on here. And so that's one of the reasons why I was really excited to have them on. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, these are gummies uh, and the, the talking points, which I have here so that you guys can learn a little bit about it. VPN, our virtually perfect nutrition, has the mission of bringing trust, transparency, and functionality back to the supplement space. Too long now, companies have relied on fillers, hidden blends, and marketing gimmicks. It's time to let the science do the talking. Our focus is your focus, your energy, your eyes, and your performance. Uh, Whether that's gaming, office work, or homework, it's our goal to provide convenience and functional ingredients daily. Um... You, this is, by the way, there's not caffeine in it, so you can take it, you can drink it along, or you can enjoy it alongside drinking a Mountain Dew game field. So there's no, no overlap. These are great compliments. Uh, you can use code Travis to save 20% off the website price. And it's the first gummy formulated for gaming performance. Uh, it's vegan and, and gelatin-free. It's uh, allergen-free for the top eight allergens, and it's made here in California in a FDA-registered and these these terms I don't know, but I hope some people do. CGMP and BRC certified facility. So I know that they're in the chat as well. If you guys want to uh, to say something like them to to them, but they're really nice folks, um, and I've I've enjoyed working with them, and uh, I hope you guys support them and t- take a look at their stuff, and and maybe open up with a an open mind on it because I just think it's cool that people are willing to to sponsor the show. If you're listening to the VOD. You can click, check the link in the video description. Uh, it's really cool that they did this, and we love them. Retweeted their thing that they tagged us in from an hour ago. Nice, yeah, and and uh, you can go check that out. But the link is in the chat. Um, oh, and the, oh, one last thing, I almost forgot about this. We're gonna do giveaways. They said that they'd give away. Was it two or three? Um, ba, 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 three, three. It's only for U.S. and Canada, unfortunately. If you're outside, I apologize, but. We're going to draw them right now. Uh, the word is gummy with a Y. So if you uh, type gummy with a Y, I'll draw three of those right now while Mark goes off to grab the next caller. Uh, but gummy with a Y, I'll draw it in just a second. Mark is off. Okay, closing in three, two, one. I need Nightbot to refresh. Come on. Come on, Nightbot. Come on. Why is it not refreshing? Oh, there we go. Okay. We're rolling it. The first winner is Big Angry Hobo. Big Angry Hobo. Uh, they're going to reach out to you in the chat to uh, to get you in. Our caller is here. I'm going to roll this two more times. Uh, congrats to Big Angry Hobo. Ben10 in the chat with uh, three N's on both the Ben and the 10. Congratulations. And then... Nick three five seven zero. So congratulations to all of you for the the win on the VPN bites. Awesome stuff. Thanks for sponsoring the show. We love you guys. Okay, McKaylin is here. McKaylin, where are you calling from? Um, or is it much McCallan? like the LC McKaylin, you're right. Okay. Much like the LCS, I just or much like the LCS should. I just moved to Chicago. Oh God. All right. Hey, it was great having you on the show. Is there anything you want to shout <laughs> out? Uh, what uh, do you 
where are you calling from? Or sorry, uh, what what do you want to talk about? Um, I think Dignitas is looking pretty good. They're looking really strong. They have a really good skill floor, um, and I think they'll probably finish top four in the LCS. Uh, but I think they're doomed when playoffs come around, and they're not going to make Worlds. Uh, okay, why do you think that's the case? Um, like I said, I think they have a really high skill floor, which puts them like ahead of a lot of the teams in the league just right away, like Golden Guardians and um, Immortals and even CLG at this point are all looking like they are just a lot weaker um, coming into the split, so it's going to take them longer to hit the ground running, whereas Dignitas has got some synergy because they came in with a very similar uh, team as the last split. Um, and Dardoch's skill level and Avramil's skill level are enough to kind of help guide them along. But yeah, I think so that's why I think they'll finish top four probably in the LCS. I also think, I think they're knocking out Team Liquid. Uh, well, so, okay, you think they'll finish top four in playoffs, you're saying? No, I just, I'm just i just talking regular season. Okay, you said knock out Team Liquid, so that's why I was confused. I meant, I meant knock Team Liquid out of the top four. Hmm. Oh, oh, I see, okay. So okay. team team liquid starts to descend, and then why do you you said you don't think that they're going to do well in playoffs? If I recall, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, their their one big strength is their skill floor. That's that's really all they've got going for them. I don't think they have a the skill ceiling necessary to go five games against Perks on C nine or even like Huni on TSM. Like I, there there are teams that are that and like Bjergsen's coaching from TSM like. There are teams that are just better suited for best of fives. And also, I think any team with Dardock is doomed in a best of five situation because <laughs> he mental booms his whole team every time. Uh, I mean, he made a third, fourth place match before a bunch of times, actually. He's carried them sometimes. I know, so... but when you look at his playoff record, like over the last, if you look on the LOL uh, media mean... or LOL fandom, like in the last 10 splits, he's four and nine in the playoffs or something like that. I'm not going to fight you that, you know, he's had some bad playoffs. The only thing I'm saying is he can make top three and qualify for worlds. It, it, he's gotten top three a couple times. I'm pretty sure. So, well, not saying it's likely just saying it's not impossible. I'm saying because I think because the skill ceiling is not high enough from players like Soligo and fake God. Yeah. I, I mean, think, I think what's going to happen is they're not going to play like Soligo's not gonna match match up five games in a row against Perks, and it's gonna piss off Dardock, and there that start, <laughs> that starts the that starts the like like the game against 100 Thieves, game three against 100 Thieves in the playoffs last like during the midseason showdown or so, whatever it was called, where he just ran it down emoting on Udir. I uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I will okay. say uh, okay, Afro talked, but can I help you? Usually you don't you don't want to go first normally. I feel like you want me to take it. So what? I why would I ever want you to take anything from me? 176 um, episodes in Mark and I are building our synergy still. Still figuring it out. I think uh so I don't know where I heard this, but someone had was talking to Afro and he had said that um a lot of the team was pretty green in best of fives. Like uh you talk about Saligo, you talk about Fake God, um and even Neo, you know like I think that they. I mean, I don't know how much I'm. I'm part of the means just relaying this, not me saying I 100% believe it, but like that they struggled with their best of five. They obviously didn't show well in that best of five. They got absolutely slammed. I think that was a 
a big vindication for a lot of people who are Dignitas doubters. Um, but, you know, if you do want to give them that, like, little bit of wiggle room that, like, hey, three of your five players have basically never played in a big series um, on the LCS stage, like, fair enough. Um, I think I'm still on the, the Dignitas doubter train. I think you're, the picture you're painting is one that I'm, I'm pretty closely aligned with where they seem to get along well enough and, and do well enough in the regular season where teams that are testing things, are struggling, making mistakes, they're good enough to punish. Um, a lot of their games are crazy, and I think that's one of the reasons people doubt them, but I think that is one of their strengths, is that like this is a team that's never really 100% out of the game. If you do something dumb, they might punish you for that. Um, they have pretty good team fighting. Individual laning seems a little bit weak, um, so they often have to f fight from even or even a little bit behind, which kind of sucks. Like, to your point, in the best of five, if you're starting five games, you know, down in general, 1,000 gold against the Elf, well, no longer the Alfaris of the world, but the Jensen's, the Perks, the Abadages, uh, PoE maybe, you know, like that, that is pretty tough if, if the whole team is going to just be generally down pressure and stuff. Um, and, and I think by then when people start, like generally speaking, playoffs slow down, people start making less mistakes. Uh, there'll be less things for Dignitas to punish. So I'm with you. I, I see a top, a potential top four finish, depending on how bad these two TL and C9 slump. Otherwise, I think they're probably fifth outside of TSM and 100 Thieves. Um, but yeah. I, I'm with, I mean, I'm I with think you all for the most part. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much there with you. And, and part of the reason I'm with you is because you can see it literally in this, this past weekend. Like you said, they're going to be top four. They lost to 100 Thieves, who I believe you would probably place in the top four if you think TL's not in it anymore. And then they beat FlyQuest and EG. And it, it's like a very common thing, I feel like, in the LCS for us to have that one team that like actually the hangs line. out near the top because they can just sort of float uh, above above everything else but never really make it into the you know maybe they'll maybe they'll drop a game somewhere and then they'll take a game off of c9 or something like that especially as these the c9 might be a little vulnerable right now but i kind of buy the idea of like eh, and then they just don't end up i think one interesting question is like would you bet on 100t or dig to make it to worlds if you could only pick one and oh, uh, when i 100 oh. these yeah. Five times out of five. Right. And so I, I, that's kind of where I'm at, too, is, like, it's tough in a world where we are suggesting, like, a lot of people are, are as they're kind of like, oh, I'm going to change up my predictions. I'm going to guess that 100T makes it instead of, like, previously it was TSM. I feel like after this weekend now everybody's going to throw TL or C9 under the bus. But I think I think 100T is that kind of that team that it's going to, if you, you predict somebody to sneak in, you probably predict them over Dig. And so I think... I'm right there with you. So good call. You you got Travis and I in agreement. We're all aligned. Well, yeah. is that a hot take then? If you guys agreed with me, was this? I don't. I don't think it's that hot. I think you're kind of predicting a continuation of what happened in spring, right? Like that is kind of the what what dig has been. Uh, I yeah. will say last split, I did not believe in them that much in the beginning because dig, as an org, has even for some reason under different ownership or whatever, they've often had a, we start off really strong and then we fall off towards the end. Um, they lasted a lot longer than I thought in spring, but they, I mean, they, we saw what happened in the playoffs. It was basically near the same thing. So, yeah, I just, 
I don't know. I'm a Dardock doubter, and I feel like any team that puts him on their team is like just accepting that they're going to make the playoffs maybe, and then that's about the peak of the team. Yeah, Dardock is weird because he what, – what, it's like one of those game mechanics where like you – you get like the short term boost, but then you like take some sort of cost afterwards or something like that. You know, it's like you're you're running over capacity or something. He does a lot to juice up your team, and then it just feels like he's he's not ever able to make it to. I mean, he's never been to Worlds, right? I'm not crazy in that, right, Mark? No, he's never been to Worlds. Yeah, and so, but his best finishes were always spring. Yeah, and we are. I think we oftentimes feel like. Dart, I don't think people think Dardock's a bad player by any means, but this is he's been in the league so long, hasn't made it to Worlds. Tough situation, I would say. So hopefully this year it happens for him and we're proven wrong because I, I like him and I feel... Can you imagine Dardock shit-talking people at the beginning of uh, of group stage or something? I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> the, only, the only players I ever see him shit-talk are his own teammates. Like, not publicly, but like that's what, that's what it seems no, like. He, is he that where he's... To... He talks mad shit in a good way. Did you yeah. did you watch the, the see the ProView tweets yeah, that came the out this XDs, weekend? The XD, yeah, he oh. was XDing all over them. <laughs> yeah, better. And they said I forget what, who they were playing with. He said support yeah. GIF. It was a fly did you quest. See, or did, did you see Huni uh, mute Ablaze Olive <laughs> in game? Ablaze Olive said like one thing. He, he was he was like, oh man, I don't even remember <laughs> what he said. But Huni just instant muted. <laughs> Good I did back. not see that. Someone's got to make like a compilation video. Oh, I guess you can't because it's Probium. Bummer. No, actually, so uh, you might be able to. I need to check with Riot, but they let content creators do a Nips. little bit of stuff L with that. Clips. Yeah, as long as you're using it in a like thoughtful way. I don't know if Sherman's still here. Well, then you should you should look up paying some random schlep intern online to collect the best of uh, the best yeah. of Probium. Honestly, insults. not a bad idea. Uh, I'll see if I can get permission. It would it would behoove Riot to want that because it would help uh, create some spiciness. Push people. Yeah. Unfortunately, now that I've said that, they will probably just do it themselves and turn it into a social piece of content. So, uh, <laughs> Danon says that Olive said good fight after a few fights and got muted. <laughs> nice. Oh, he said nice team fight. The tone matters a lot because if if Huni just fucked up the team fight and Olive said nice team fight. Then that's different. Yeah, I don't know. It, it really depends on the context there. Um, Sher Sherman, Sherman. Uh, all right. So uh, here's here's a okay. question. Dardock narratives are outdated. Tbh from Mecky in Twitch chat. Mecky four oh nine. Are the Dardock narratives outdated? I don't have what. What would really... stop them from being? that narrative like what has well, happened I think, like you? do we all agree that game three of the series versus 100 thieves was kind of toxic i don't know i, I mean think, it's uh, hard when they're not i don't know i think you could say that like okay that was he was tilted and he shouldn't have done that but i think you know how far that is from some of the other stuff in terms of like toxic to his teammates or whatnot you know like I don't know. It doesn't seem like Dig. I haven't heard anything bad about him on Dig. Uh, even in, even in splits where like you know you you didn't hear anything for a while, I still heard some grumblings in like you know t 2018, like those those years a long time ago. I haven't heard anything at all, honestly. On the, yeah, but on the other hand, well, we I don't. Think, has there been sorry. much footage of this team? Like, here's the problem. Well, I mean, most of it's not from footage though. Most of it's from. Well, I mean, yeah, most of it's from like seeing people and talking to people. Oh, you mean for you? You're saying. 
Yeah, like usually. So during this past was, pandemic here, where you haven't seen or talked to anybody, uh, you have potentially it was the pandemic <laughs> keeping him safe. But I don't, I don't think so. I feel like these things are not like super secret. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess my thing is, he's had this reputation for a long time. I have not heard anything to the contrary, and so I think that's part of it too, right? Like, I guess the only evidence I could take is that Dig decided to make him their like star player. Uh, but also dig is you know that's like the the thing you do I'm, when you want. I'm be leaning cool. more towards they're a little outdated. When I start to hear people praise him for his good attitude, his positive energy, and what he's doing for the team. All right, those are when it's bullshit. I feel like you know when like Immortals is putting their stuff out. You know when he was on Immortals for a little bit, or like some of those ones Wait. where they're like, no. What? I think. I think one of the reasons that it seems like they're kind of outdated is because when he when they left TSM, TSM never came out and specifically said that he was getting kicked for attitude issues, even though a lot of people knew that's what it was. But a lot of his previous teams did say that it was attitude issues. So from the outside, it looks like he hasn't been yeah. kicked from a team for attitude issues for a very long time. But I think that's just because TSM was respectful enough until the Lena, at least until the Lena fuck up. Or sorry, I'm sorry, the Lena mistake. You can, you can <laughs> you're, swear, you're fine. Right? it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> BPN bites will not leave us. Okay. The uh, the thing that I was gonna I was gonna say here is like, if you are a team and you pick up Dardock, and everyone in the world goes, "Why are you picking up Dardock? He's so toxic. He's gonna get kicked from the team." And why would you then later on be like, "Oh, by the way, it turned out that Dardock was toxic," to our surprise, and so we've decided to like move on. No, I think. I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think the TSM one, that was probably even more gameplay related. Like, he was not doing well on that roster. Um, I mean, that's clearly a team when you're playing with Bjergs and some of the big names there where you're kind of going to do a lot of, like, you know, what the team wants to do. And I think he's is someone that the team needs to play around more the other way, which is what's happening on Dig, and he looks a lot better. Um, so, you know, I don't know. That one might not have even been, I don't know if it was toxicity. It might have just been that he didn't look good, and then the whole Lena thing was more about the fact that he wasn't looking good, so people didn't want him. Dardock reformed. You guys heard it here. Mark Zimmerman. Uh, he hasn't heard anything in the past year about Dardock, so we can all assume he's a, a saint now. I'm um, not saying I'm uh, the spokesperson. I'm saying for me personally, um, I'm thinking it might be a little outdated. Might be living in the past a little bit, Travis. I think you're outdated. Okay, Michaela, thanks so much for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Um, I've been watching LCS since the beginning, and I think this weekend has been some of the best content I've ever seen from the LCS team. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to see some like TSM C9 old school clips. I'm hoping to see some stuff about uh, CLG EU and like that's I, like there's a lot of teams that I don't know a ton about. Um, even though I've been a longtime fan. So, I don't know, Moscow 5. I want to see some legendary stuff. I want to see some really legendary stuff. Come so, I like, these. I think that's cool. And I totally understand if you aren't like an old school fan enough to like know about a lot of stuff. My only concern is I want this content to serve building the new players. Like that, my biggest concern with replay files is I don't want it well, to be like, by the way, TSM and CLG used to be this rivalry and CLG was really relevant. And like, here's Andy Dan and Hotshot GG like talking about stuff. Like the thing I enjoyed about this past 
episode was that it was able to show what four players i mean alpha unfortunately didn't make it to that day but four players that were in the lcs this weekend and you were able to get interviews with them and it added a lot of like context and like it showcased them and i thought that was really good i would be i i totally get your desire i just at a time where i personally think we need to be building the players that are currently in the lcs i don't want to hear about like how double lift was part of clg and then it was crazy because he joined tsm well, hey, Wild I... Turtle is still in the LCS. And so is Pobelter. And so is Stixay. Hell yeah. And yeah, Afromo. Tell, tell me about those CLG days when they won their first championship at MSG. Fuck you, yeah. Travis. That's a good story. I mean, or it is a good story. We've be. told that story before. I So a lot of people don't do like the, the churn for the LCS is actually a lot higher than people realize. Year over year. I don't know if I'm supposed to say what it is. But I'd say it's more than I thought before I learned what it was. Um, and so there's probably actually a, a non-negligible portion of the user uh, viewer base who has no fucking clue what happened five years ago. Um, Here, and, okay, if the MSG stuff can tell the story of CLG versus TSM, and it's actually the players that are currently on the LCS, I just don't want to end up in a situation where the majority of the players that are being interviewed about it are not in the LCS right now. I mean, it, I, is a fair, I think, it is a fair point. That like Stixay's in the league still and Wild Turtle is in the league. And I Afro take yeah. and, you know, Pobelter, everyone but Doublelift on that CLG lineup. Yeah. Um, I will say for this, I think replay files, if it's only old stories, then I'd be a little disappointed. But I don't think just because like someone doesn't know about the first split of the LCS that it shouldn't be done because none of those players are playing. Like, I think the story of GGU and like shifter and like coming out of nowhere in that first split to challenge you know tsm or whatever that was a pretty cool story you know if you want to get those guys and tell it like sign me up uh as long as not every single one is like that to your point like some more recent ones would be good but it, the name replay files does indicate more history based a care in the twitch chat this will be my mark zimmerman twitch chat moment a care in the twitch chat says very ignorant to ignore lcs history and act like that won't help draw interest into current state. Give me some drive to survive vibes. Okay. You're listen, ignorant. Listen, a You're care. Ignorant. I don't think I am ignorant. What I am very knowledgeable. What is the opposite of ignorant in? What I'm well versed in is the fact that right now we have a lot of players that are brand new to the league. Or have like recently come over or something like that. The, the average LCS fan is not familiar with compared to where we were a couple years ago where you had a ton of players that had been playing for a long, long time. We had an over 50% churn rate year over year from last spring to this spring. And so I get that history is helpful. You know what else is really important? Actually me making people care about these players. So that when I go to interview them, people watch the interview and care about it. So that whenever they're competing, people cheer for them. So that whenever they're doing any, like players are doing sponsor content, people are watching the sponsor content. I was just laughing at the Travis didn't watch the last dance because it was over three years ago. <laughs> Here's, I think the best way to do it is like the smash doc. The smash doc is the shit. The smash doc is amazing. Um, it told like the history of the scene while also leading into like the current like vaguely current events from people who are still competing. I mean, obviously this isn't going to be a linear thing with replay files because it's episodic that kind of hops around. But I think the overall idea, you know, I'm I for. mean, you know what a great replay file would be? 
any of the fucking OPL stuff that happened with now that we have like half our players in our league are from Oceania. Talk to me about the times that these players are faced off. I'm I am ignorant to that. And like these are a bunch of players that we're all trying to learn about. So let's learn about what's happening in, with these players and when they faced off and all that stuff. All right. Yeah, let me get out of here real quick. Um, thanks for the Thanks, call. guys, a lot. Yeah, thanks for hosting me. I think Power Evil is going to be MVP, the split. But have a good we'll night, We'll see. All right. um, let's talk about the Alfari tweet, because we haven't done that yet. Okay. Do you think it's unprofessional for him to tweet it? And do you think it will have negative, lasting implications on his career? No. I, I mean, agree. Do, I, do, I think it's, do I think it is unprofessional? Sure, I guess. Like, it's not by, like, traditional sports standards. You don't want a player who gets benched to go out on Twitter and, like, make be passive-aggressive about it. Do yes. I think it is unprofessional in a it's bad that he did that and whatever? No, I think it's, like... My God, as as happy as I am with the broadcast this weekend, I still think we need some supercharged juice for the LCS right now. And we've this been is getting something... it. To be fair, it's been better this weekend with all the revenge stuff. And like I know it wasn't all the top teams, but there was a fair amount of shit going down yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is something to talk about. This is interesting and something to engage people with. And I, I so I I like it. Do I think it'll impact his career? No. This guy's like great and. uh I don't think that this tweet is going to be a thing where suddenly like a, a team isn't... It, here's what it is. Every team in the LCS thinks that every other LCS team is poorly run. And they yeah. think that they are the best. <laughs> it's and so, so true. When this is, that's why players like Dardock, you know, he's a great player too. But like everyone always thinks that they can be the team that like, oh, you know what? Alfari tweeted that because like the Jad didn't know what he's doing. What is going on over there? Like he, he would never do that here. And then, you know, like, so that's why it always ends up happening. Yeah. Because people blame the team for the player behavior rather than the player. Well, and sometimes, too, like, I don't know, if you ask his teammates on Misfits or whatever, you know, like, hey, how was he to work with? And some other people have a different opinion who thinks he's fine. Then, like, how, how can you not say that it's just, like, the TL environment or something, you know? Like, if, if other people didn't have a problem with him. Uh, and to your point, you know, like, one of, like, statistically and arguably the best top laner in the LCS is up for grabs next split. People aren't going to pay for him, really. Like, I don't think it really hurts his career. I agree that you could argue it's unprofessional. Um, I guess on... it could hurt his career in that it could sour his relationship with TL. And then that, like, and maybe he ends up not on, like, a team that is as good as TL. But... Yeah, but people also, like, leave teams and stuff. Like, Pobelter... And, like, all the Team Liquid drama that happened when they were still cursed, you know, like, between him and Steve. Like, a couple of years later, Poe Belter's back on Team Liquid, yeah, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, but like it could have short-term effects, it. right? Jad's yeah. certainly not feeling happy about this right now, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's fucking pissed. Yeah. And if you asked him, do you want to work with Alfari next year? I'm sure he's like, no. Yeah. But, you know. Short-term short uh, effects. Yeah. So, like, who knows exactly what happens still, but I think... I don't think this is that like it's unprofessional in a like strictly business sense. If your coach, like let's say hypothetically this wasn't planned, which is what he's implying. Like, isn't it unprofessional for people to say that they've been playing to bench you for a while and then they didn't. And now you're just like passive aggressively defending yourself. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but it is interesting. It's, it's an, it's an interesting challenge. I think, uh, 
You, you know what it is? It's, it almost makes me feel like it was better for, for the teams when they aired the dirty laundry because now that they don't, the players just tweet passive-aggressive stuff and uh, it's like it, it causes drama anyway. So I've almost kind of like just fucking put it out there because then at least you don't get pummeled by the team. Uh, and if Papa Smithy's still here. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. 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 Papa Smithy will be like, no, 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 we're going to be... We're going to be a nice, nice, proper org. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me get the last caller. Okay. Okay. Joker can't spell. Hello. <laughs> Joker can't spell in the chat uh, with the prime. Thank you. 12 months. Hope you're doing well, Anton. I, uh, I, I, I have no ill will towards you. Okay. Uh, Franz is here. Franz, where are you calling from? Hey, calling from uh, Salt Lake City International Airport. Um, in my car, picking up uh, my girlfriend. Uh, oh, so wow. that's fun. That's well, just uh, my dedication to the scene. I'm still willing to do this. I appreciate it. Did you sit? Okay, how did this work? <laughs> did you? Did we add you to the call hours ago, and then you didn't know? And then yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like the last one added in, and and so I had to take off. So I just had my AirPods in. I've been listening, waiting for my turn. <laughs> well, is she gonna get into the car in the middle of this? No, no, you're. Yeah, I have a few minutes. It's. So I'll. I'll give my take and go quick. So. So you. Yeah, go, go, yeah, go. Get rid of me quickly. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my take is basically, uh, TSM will finish first place in the regular season. They will win playoffs, and Spica will win MVP of the split. Oh, I, you know, you said you were going to say your, your spiel and move on, but I feel like you have to elaborate on that because you're making, it's a multi-threaded prediction. <laughs> okay, break it down. How does this um, happen? So I think um, regular season, them getting first is not like that too big of a stretch. I mean, they're in first by like one game right now. Um, C9, you know, benching's been, uh, I think they still could, could pull it back. But um, I think Perks specifically in the regular season, doesn't take things as seriously, has his happy games. Team Liquid, uh, I think uh, GSM, even you know, even if they still had Alfari, they, they kind of have had their number this year. Uh, they haven't lost them in the regular season. They did get kind of, you know, stomped in the playoffs. But, um, so I think in playoffs, I just think uh, the plot armor around GSM is just too strong. Bjergsen plot armor. Uh, I'm like a huge Bjergsen stand, so maybe I'm a little biased, but... Um, I think they will just uh, pull it together. They their their early games haven't been that clean, but their team fighting has been super good this last weekend. And I think uh, I think they'll pull it together. And I think both Team Liquid and Cloud Nine, with their substitutions and internal issues, will uh, won't be able to to handle it. Where was their plot armor in 2018 and 2019? Yeah, yeah. We 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 don't talk about those years. Hey, 2019 spring wasn't that bad. We went to the finals and then then kind of yeah. Kinda I just I mean one. I don't know if you can say like. I, look, I would agree with you if if TSM had maintained their we always go to Worlds path, uh, but I yeah. I think once that fell off, I think it's a tougher thing to tougher sell. Uh, All right, yeah. let's, let's leave true. the history in the past and talk about the current. Yeah, system, fuck though, LCS <laughs> history. We don't we don't give a shit about esports history on this show. When we're analyzing a team's chances of winning currently, you're right. When yeah. we're telling a narrative yeah. story, you're wrong. Um, I feel like uh, after this weekend, I don't think this is that ridiculous of a take. That they, I think Spica for MVP is a different thing we can get into. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like 
TSM have a chance, better chance than they had in spring. Um, I think the 100 Thieves, uh, you know, how good they are is, is I'm still more tepid about that because it was one good weekend um, and it was still one bad game in it versus TSM having a pretty good 3-0 as well as the fact that I've seen this TSM roster for the entirety of, of uh, spring split. I've seen how bad they are and how much they've improved or how bad they were, excuse me, um, from the very start of 2021 till, till now. And so like the idea that like, hey, they're still getting better and improving um, is something I can believe in as well as the fact that like right now they're currently on top of the standings and like the rest of the league doesn't look like, oh shit, this is like an insane league, um, you know, with, with what, like you said, happened with TL and C9. Um, there's no guarantee that they will go back to their spring levels. Um, so I think with 100 Thieves, I want to see if they can continue to fix some of their issues that they had in spring. Because um, they, they, those still showed a little bit in their first game, though I think the draft was also a little bit problematic. But, um, you know, if, if 100 Thieves put together some serious competition, you know, then it's, it's a pretty open race for uh, winning. And I think TSM currently, I would say they're, they're the favorite maybe. Do we think Blabber won't be able to secure MVP over Speaker? Because I, I, part of the thing I'm thinking about with the Speaker MVP prediction is like, there were, the way that TSM played in spring, it was difficult. They did not end up, end up getting very many players high up on the All Pro compared to their other rivals in those positions. Um, so I don't know. I think the um, the Speaker point. Um... My problem with him probably getting MVP is that he is not really the focal point of the team. And this isn't a slam on him. It's more about like his intentional play style. Uh, he plays very well. Uh, I remember it was really close between him and Dardock for my third all-team. I don't remember who I ended up putting uh, last split. But um, he is really good, but he's not like the blabber play style focus kind of guy. And those are usually the ones who get MVP. The core JJs, the Perkses, the Alfaris, the the Blabbers, the people who are like often defining their team's play style and handing them the most of their wins. Um, if you ask me who is the biggest contributor in play style for TSM, I'd probably say PoE. They're a very team fight oriented team. Um, you know, they do have some interesting picks. We, we've seen even more of that this, this weekend with the Viego flexes and stuff. Uh, but generally speaking, I think of TSM as a team fighting team. They're not super fast paced. They're not super bloody. Speaker does a really good job controlling the early game, really good job getting objectives, but that's usually not MVP material. The same way like Smithy, I don't think Smithy ever got MVP, right? Like, yeah. even though he was like un unanimously the best jungler for a little bit. Yeah, I think he got all pro frequently, but it didn't, yeah. Right. I feel like that's the, the Speaker issue that he's gonna have, um, is that if TSM end up winning, getting first, the the MVP would go to POE first and then probably even Sword Art second, assuming Sword Art has a, a good split. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I have a tough situation there. I mean, I I could even see a situation where they win and, like, they don't get MVP uh, because there's just no standout player on that team the way – not to, again, not to say that there aren't good players. It's just, like, there's <laughs> not the one uh, carry. What, Mark? Hello? Unironic new Barney Morris tweet. Oh at my gosh! Thirty-five new seconds tweet? ago. Pull it up. Pull it okay, up, Travis. Okay, I'll, I'll okay. read it out sorry, loud. Sorry, Franz. That's okay. You're good. Breaking people, news here. People DMing me about professionalism. There's one thing in this world I will not 
stand by and be silent about. And that's my undying passion for fast food. If you don't like it, just don't read it. LOL. That is fire. I absolutely love that. Chef's kiss. So good. So good. I'm going to, I apologize the way that I have to pull this up. It doesn't allow me to put it in dark mode beforehand, but uh, I'm, I'm putting this on the screen. Maybe I'll just I'll just stick it in this in this. This is our guest for the. We night. need like a live ticker on Barney Morris's Twitter so people know that we're aware. I absolutely love that. I also love that people are actually DMing him about it. I mean, I'm not surprised. When I went on the, what prompted me to bring up the professionalism point was I went on the subreddit because obviously there's a thread up about yeah. it, and it's like one of the biggest things people are talking about is like the lack of professionalism from from Alfari. And I'm like, yeah, it's obviously not professional, but like, I don't think. I don't know. I've it's not professional for Team Liquid. I think the fans should love it. Like I yeah, don't well, like I mean, it's not damaging to the league. You know like it, it, look if he yeah. was out there saying like offensive things or if he was doing something like that, that he's not doing anything to damage the reputation of the league. I don't even think he's da- doing anything to damage like his I don't know. I just I I mean yeah. I don't I don't know why people would care about this. It's fun. sense of professionalism. Yes. Like of course, no one wants an employee or a, a professional to like badmouth their thing. But at the same time, it's like it's sports, it's competitive, people talk shit. It's all, you know, this is ultimately an entertainment product. And, you know, he's he thinks he's he's getting dragged a little bit by his org right now and he's sticking up for himself through memes and And by the way, this is the back to my point earlier. Back to my point earlier about like teams should just release the shit. How does this work every time an org tries to say something? I feel like they they make like a vague statement and it almost pisses off. It seems like it pisses off the player even more, right? Like, I get Jet didn't. I still don't understand why I didn't just interview Santorin the other day. But like, I like Jet tried to be diplomatic, avoid things, and just said like a very vague statement. And like clearly, Alfari is uh, wanting some Chipotle tonight. I guess is what I would say. I don't know. I just I thought I find this. I don't yeah. know why fans feel like they need to um, to police yeah. stuff. I don't know. Um, Franz, sorry, we're back. How's is your girlfriend here yet? <laughs> no, she's getting a uh, taxied in the plane right now, so we're good. We're chilling. I like uh, the sa- sa- the Salt Lake City Airport a lot, by the way. In fact, by the way. Yeah. You, you, presumably you fly out of there sometimes. Brandon Sanderson yep. signs books and sticks them in the airport bookstore there. So I don't, maybe you haven't gotten <laughs> the Brandon Sanderson hype train yet. But I if have. you. Oh, you have? Okay. Well, then I, you should... I've, I've read the Steelheart series. That's it, though. Okay. Well, you're doing it wrong. But <laughs> uh, if when you when you do come over to Cosmere, t- take a look at the bookstores there because I know he goes and signs stuff on his on his travels. Okay. Uh, I don't think Spika's going to get MVP. I do think it's likely, I've, if based off of how this weekend went, I think TSM, if I had to predict based off of one weekend, I would say TSM wins summer. I would but say they have, there's no majority likelihood that anyone wins, but they might be the plurality. Yeah. Right? I use those correctly? Yes. I got that right. All, All right, right, cool. Franz, uh, best of luck. Uh, let your girlfriend knows that we all are happy she's back home and uh, <laughs> anything you want to shout out yeah yeah shout out to you guys shout out to you travis my my brother sam he's in the chat right now uh i am spam a lot this is a uh, twitch tag he he has a picture with you selfie from 2014 we're both uh, big fans 
Um, Mark, maybe one day we'll get a picture together. That would be great. Um, Come to the LCS. Yeah. He hides yeah. from the fans, actually, so he, it's hard to find him. We'll, we'll, we'll find you. Um, <laughs> shout, shout out to uh, Energy Esports. Just bought a Vietnamese team, uh, GAM Esports. Uh, that's hype. I, I speak Vietnamese. I follow that scene. Um, so get some exposure there. Um, and uh, happy Pride Month to everyone. Shout out to the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community in esports. Thanks so much, Franz, for the call and, uh, and great shout outs. And uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Time for our last sponsor shout-out of the night. It's none other than the Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Listen, everybody, you got to get this. All right. I have, There's been – we got a big surge of people tweeting about Mountain Dew Game Fuel whenever it first announced as a sponsor. And I think some people have – perhaps they got the case. It's time to get case number two if you haven't already because if you go to gamefuel.com – actually, I'm just going to put the chat uh, – the thing in the chat because uh, exclamation mark game feel if you're in YouTube you can look at the description to find the link if you click that it's very helpful you can save five percent off your order of game fuel it's fantastic and listen you got to get going on this victory pass because the victory pass rewards are going it's a if you you buy the case you get the rewards there's some really cool stuff in there I've talked about it previously but it's just kind of a really neat loyalty program and uh, I want to actually if any of you are climbing up the victory pass, please let me know because it would be cool to see if any of you guys have uh, leveled up multiple times on this thing. Uh, but it is it is a limited time for six months. They might I don't know if they're going to reset it afterwards. They don't tell me these things. But either way, you got you got this period of time to to climb up it. Show me what it is. Show me the rewards that you're getting. I think one of them is yeah they've got they've got a water bottle. I don't know if it's this one, but there's a variety of things that you can get on there. So. Use that use that link. Tweet at me when you purchase it. Let me know what flavor you're getting. I've recently, I think I might have switched from being a, f a favorite of the red flavor to now fli flipping to the orange, which is the charge or charged orange storm. We love some Mountain Dew game fill. It's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, go check them out. Mark, uh, Mark's got his as well. Mark's got the uh, the zero uh, flavor. If you want something that's zero calorie. That's, I'm watching uh, my got, figure for summer. Yeah, zero sugar flavors. Uh, he, I th believe he has the zero watermelon shock. So we love Game Field. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. All yeah. right, this last caller will be quick. It's only for Gilhoto. Oh, okay. Is he still in the chat? Gilhoto, are you here? Uh, I'm just going to tweet at him and say we're talking about you. Um, da -da -da -da. We're talking about you. Let's huh? see if that summons him. Okay. It's your boy, Juicy, is here. It's your boy, Juicy. Where are you calling from? Calling from Los Angeles, California. How are you doing, Travis? Oh, nice. Where I don't know if you're comfortable with this, but are you able to give, like, a, a, a general area of Los Angeles? Um, In Glendale? Glendale. Okay. Barely Los Angeles, but I'll let you so know. It's, it. yeah, it's like Southern. Is it Southern, I think? It's not. Anyway, it's okay. your boy, Juicy. What do you want to talk about on the show? Okay, people have been uh, people were talking about um, the third place and fourth place conspiracy and all that too. But I honestly see greatness in immortals because people are talking about Dignitas really good, doing a great job on two and one. But I honestly think with that three and O, oh, they actually gave me a for good first impression as a third or fourth place team. And uh, I did the math, and there isn't like data checking all that too. I feel like 
Immortals could possibly replace Dignitas as the third place team, maybe possibly even beating C9 because of their consistent the um, performance, how they defeated um, Hundred Thieves with Abidage, Golden Gardens at the new roster, and CLG, of which they did perform really great. They just haven't really been consistent also, but they have been performing really great, uh, Immortals, I mean, and I feel like if possible, if they can contest Dignitas and possibly becoming a new third place team. Okay, so you think they're going to, sorry, do, are you t saying that they're going to finish third in the split? Or in the you, split, yes. Okay, then what, what happens to them when they go to playoffs? Um... We'll find out from there, but uh, I honestly feel like they can possibly be third and that, uh, like I said, they could possibly contest, contest Dignitas. And if C9 really like goes out of the trash here, or it's TL, it could be one or the other. I feel like Immortals could possibly take take out C9 or TL. It's, it's a hot enough take, Travis. He's saying they're getting third in the regular season. You know, you're trying to push him for Worlds predictions. You know, just let him start Well, here. I, I guess I'm saying... What, like, okay, yes, fair enough, it's a hot take. I'm just kind of like, even if they finish third in the split and then I, they don't make it to Worlds, it's kind of like, well, that's a bit of a bummer. But uh, I mean, here's, I what, here's a thing that I will say. So Gyoto on June 5th tweeted, canceling today's draft meeting and just going to freestyle it <laughs> since enemy coach is an NA resident. And then Freak replied and said, yeah, you already turned it around from 10th place in summer to 8th in spring. Can't wait to see you make 7th. And Gyoto replied and said, always made it to finals in my first year with a team. So I guess they're going to finals based off Facts of what he's been saying. Lie. Yes, exactly. Uh, we, As Mark said earlier, we look exclusively at history when predicting the future of LCS performance. Uh, unless we're talking about they narratives. went 3-0 this weekend, they'll go 3-0 next weekend. Yeah, their best that's, team. In the... That's what I'm going to talk about too quickly. Um, next week is going to be immortal for the immortals. It's going to be EG Dignitas and TO for Dignitas. It's going to be TO Immortals and C9. So those the next week's uh, matches, I feel like it's going to be a great uh, matchup because I feel like Dignitas will be able to test their strength against the high teams like TO and C9. But at the same time, Dignitas uh, Immortals could potentially contest Dignitas if they beat them and beat TL, what are the chances that Immortals could actually be the third, like I said, the third place team and actually go to Worlds with, say, TSM, TL, or C9? Mark, Mark, or what it you, could be switching out the way around. Marky, I, Mark, what do you think about It's Your Boy Juicy's uh, decision to, to make Dignitas like the rival? Because I, I, that's, I think, the only part of this take that I'm a little confused about because it, it's like... Why is it IMT I mean, or Dig? I feel like you should be talking about like IMT versus 100T or something. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I think at least in the in the topic of the upcoming week, you know, Dig is a decent enough opponent that like beating them says something about you. Yeah. Um, and so to the caller's point, if they 3-0 the weekend or even 2-1 at taking down TL or Dig, it at least shows that they are in that hunt a little bit more than we would have thought starting off. Um, but to your point, Travis, like the co main competition is 100 Thieves, TSM, TL, and C9. You know, Dig isn't even really that competition to the caller to get top three for the call. I know Dig is tied for third right now, um, but myself and a lot of other people are like, oh, we'll see if they can do it. Um, so, you know, the thing is, you need both those teams to collapse for Immortals to get third, assuming 100 Thieves and TSM are legit. Now, I know they just beat 100 Thieves, but that, that 
was not a great game out of them. And I was surprised in the second game of the week when I think they got Rumble set the second time. And I was surprised to see that just uh, given two times in a row to them when it was like, okay, Xerxes is clearly fucking good at Rumble. Maybe don't give it to him. Um, so kind of like I was talking about with, with 100 Thieves where it's like they they did similar things in a couple of their, their games. I felt like game one and game two, I was like, holy shit. Game three was really impressive um, for how hard they popped off, but it was against CLG. Revenge is in chat. <laughs> you he always got, have to add the asterisks whenever it's CLG. He got slapped around by Finn's gangplank while it just sat back on this bot lane carry. Do you know that Ray set a record for the biggest gold lead at 15 in LCS history? He had two items completed at 15 minutes. So, you know. <laughs> Did Mark just uh, talk shit like that and get away with it, says Revenge <laughs> in the chat. Uh, 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 oh, wait, wait, I, isn't I, Revenge I'm, I'm on like drugs right now because he literally had his wisdom <laughs> teeth taken out? Oh, yeah. Does, does Revenge even know what's happening? Somebody, we need to get revenge off of the his computer before he, uh, he's just he's probably out of it. He's half awake right now. He says, yeah, don't uh, no, test I, me right now. My God. You know what? Here's what I'll say. Sometimes that's the right thing to do. If your bot lane is winning that hard and you're Finn, or you're playing against the GP and you're the, the Viego, I totally would too. Would just nut hug my turn and be like, I'm gonna win this game. I don't need to do anything. Take my hands off the keyboard. Take a sip of Red Bull. Wait for the wave game, to crash. Game fuel. Yeah, am game fuel. LCS is sponsored by Rebel. I, that's my bad. Uh -huh. It's okay. I know your loyalties are divided depending on who's paying yeah. you. Um, <laughs> either way, either way, I uh, I'm excited. To see that, now all hell is broken out in the chat. Papa Smithy says loving the free Chipotle advertising. Hashtag ad. Uh, give it his hundred teeth. We've got uh, Fiflaren from from Dig, who's shit talking with Giotto. Revenge oh. is on some drug-addled uh, shit-talking <laughs> spree against Mark. Uh, that's like, I guess that's how it goes sometimes on the, the end of these things. Okay, wait, back to, oh, hang on, hang on. Hello, uh, Giotto, how are you? Uh, you brought him on. <laughs> what? What's up? Hello. Uh, so are you, how are you guys doing? What's your, what's going to happen this weekend? Are you guys going 3-0? I don't know, man. Kind of choosing who to bench. Okay. okay. You're trying to get in just on the like, meta. Gonna like roll the dice. Okay. Well, see who's next. Do you think it could be your top laner? Because I know that that happened recently. So I don't know if you want to hop in on that. Nah, I'm Gucci. Okay. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just like the dice will say. The dice will say. Okay. The dice will say. Actually, I rolled the dice a month ago, so okay. it was like kind of pre-planned. Ah. <laughs> but like, I'll probably know like. I'll, I'll just only reveal it on Friday. Gotcha. Okay, so you rolled the dice, you stuck it under a cup, and then you haven't lifted the cup yet to find yeah, out who's exactly. going to get benched. Will you do it? So are you going to do it before the game on Friday, or are you going to wait until they've played the one game and then do it afterwards? Probably I'll just do it at, like, I don't know, like 11 p.m. Friday or something like that okay. after make, the game. Make sure, make sure you get a newspaper from, you know, a month ago when you decided to show that, you know, like you had this plan the whole time. <laughs> you can't fake that. There's no yes. way. Yes, exactly. That's true. So... The dig guys were uh, talking some shit in the chat. Uh, how confident are you against uh, for your game against them on Saturday? Is it on Saturday? Wait, yes. we played dig this week? Yeah. It's on Saturday. I checked Wait, too. <laughs> is it another NA coach? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's oh, Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy Harrison. Uh, yeah, yeah. then it's just like... 
don't know, man. Not worried about the NA coaches. Okay. Only nah, the import like, coaches that you're worried about. I don't know. If Freeport keeps drafting like that against us, I'll also stop worrying about him. Okay. <laughs> well, well, how about this? Dig not only has a, an NA coach, they have a full NA roster. So I don't know if that... Okay, that's actually more worrying. Because so oh, okay. far, I've been beating other teams because I had more NA players than them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But that's actually... I, I should actually be worried from Dignitas now, actually. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens if the NA players can triumph over having an NA coach. So Our, so you're probably more scared of Team Liquid then, too, since they just put in Bob Jenkins, and he's the... Uh, he's a NA instead NA of Alfari. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, but they do have any coach, so it's like... That's true, it's Jet. So yeah. if they have the same or less amount of NA players than me, but then the coach is NA... It's free way. Then I'm like, then I don't need to do draft meeting. Okay. <laughs> no draft meeting. All right, Giotto, thank you so much for call calling right. in and providing your expert opinion. It's good to talk to you as always. See ya. CLG was harder than 100 Thieves, Mark, by the way. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> So, right. uh, Gilodo was uh, preaching some restraint around the 100 Thieves hype. Yeah. There you yes, go. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's your boy, Juicy. It sounds like uh, you have some, at least their coach they, seems pretty confident in, uh, in his team, unless they're facing against a, an NA roster. So, we'll see how things go. But anything you want to shout out before we wrap up the uh, show and say goodbye? Um, I really want to shout out to, although I, I'm a CNF fan, I really want to shout out to Revenge. Like he, he was very like consistent. He's very strong. I just hope he keeps that consistency. And honestly, I'm just tired of not seeing any like Golden Guardians, Immortal, CLG, like them losing. So I really want to see someone from that lower tier team. Not saying he's a lower tier player. I just want to see him like really push it, push him up, and really like, like make a change for once like lcs really needs a different team for once Very and i good. feel like immortals could be the one one team to actually not be like first or second because that's like tsm tl c9's like like problem but for like the third place fourth place team it's like uh immortals dignitas and possibly in 100 thieves but yeah that's what i'm looking forward to i just want to see those low uh mid middle level middle ranked teams I'm looking forward for that. Very good. Well, I'm excited for it. Uh, it's your boy, GC. Thanks so much for the call, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. That's the show. A very fun one. See, people were bummed that we didn't have a, a guest on, but I actually think this was a really great episode, so I'm really happy. Um, I think part well, of it Fari was... Fari probably we got us to... a lot of views. Yeah, exactly. Next, yeah, pl if we can get bench players uh, to tweet shit during these shows i would appreciate it it's really really helpful has he uh alfari tweet twitter watch 2021 has he tweeted anything else recently i wonder if he's logged off for the I'm night looking, someone came I'm over there if he has any replies no not yet so um that's it mark what do you want to shout out uh not much shout out uh a bunch of the people for coming by making it fun uh shout out alfari for the, for the tweets um shout out all the the LCS staff members and players hanging out and uh, shout out everyone working on the LCS uh, back in studio feels really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed the broadcast this weekend. I think I, I 
I think on the on the broadcast front, at least, even if I have disagreements elsewhere, they are they are definitely moving in the right direction. I love the storytelling. It feels like they're doing a good job brand building, and uh, it was great to have it back. Um, I'm going to shout out because I see her in chat right now. Rift reaction uh, because I do that this show with Emily every week, and if you if you think this show is too long, or if you just don't want to listen to like another really long show after you listen to this one. We do that thing's like 35 minutes and I actually it is better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be good, but it's by the third episode I think we're we're in a really great place and it's fun cuz Emily and I record it uh in person and so I think it allows much like Mark was saying it allows like a just really nice dynamic and so maybe someday I'll convince Mark to come over to my apartment when we we do Hotline League, but I he's a very lazy person unlike Emily who just has incredible work ethic. So uh, and shout out to uh, VPN Bytes uh, because they, after all these years, we finally got them on the show as a sponsor and uh, really appreciate them doing that. That's really cool. They were in the chat the whole time and gifted some subs. So um, I'll stick around after the show and read out some of these subs that I might have missed. But that is it for Hotline League episode 176. We'll see you next week for an episode with Jensen. <laughs>